We're back. We're live. Let's go. I'm Jordan. I'm Corey. And this is the Corey and Full of Act podcast, and we're back. We are back. Like we never left. We are back like we never left. Episode 14. Episode 14. Is there a lucky number 14? I don't know. Because we said lucky number 13 we last did. time. <laughs> but guess what, guys? We're going to get it in today. I know y'all, I know everybody, y'all had plenty of time to listen to that last episode. Plenty of time, all right? Um, Corey was nice enough to bless y'all with all that nice information while we, me and my lovely wife went on vacation, okay? So y'all had time to ingest all that investment information. Hey, you know, so he was getting y'all right, okay? That being said, we are going to get you right today on, what are we getting them right on, Corey? Generational wealth today. Let's go. To clarify the generational wealth, this isn't like, this is very opinion-based. I'm going to scoot your mic back a little bit. Gotcha. You're saying this is um very opinion based. He said y'all need to make eye contact. <laughs> for those who could, <laughs> Corey likes to look at the camera. For those yeah, hey, podcast uh, yeah, viewers, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's like y'all need to see me. Yeah. Right, go ahead. I mean, I'm better be talking for the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good? goodness! Now yeah, you're straight. Yeah, okay. it's, people don't want to see me anyways. <laughs> but uh, trust me. Yes, but um, so yeah. And I said I was going to make sure this is five minutes, and we're anyways. The, All right. The, so the, 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 this is going to be more opinion based. Last episode was investing 101. So, you know, what is a Roth, right? What is that? Et cetera, et cetera. Those are what they are. I'm going to get into wills, trusts, ESAs, 529s on this, which is more factual. But this episode is going to be essentially why I be telling y'all to do what I be telling y'all to do. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to give stats that are obviously more objective than the investing information onto why I say these things. And for our non-black listeners, this is going to be geared to more war, towards more black people because I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate oh, y'all. Okay, house cleaning, housekeeping. Okay, I'm going to do the errors real quick. I, I, you want me to go first? I don't have any. Okay. Because <laughs> you didn't go last week. <laughs> it's okay. all you. I got, I, got, I, got a, I got a lot of stuff I messed up on. Okay, yeah, real quick, disclaimers. We are not experts. Jordan may be a personal trainer, but if you don't sign that document on finallyfit.live, don't count. Exactly. I am neither a financial advisor or any of that type of stuff. You cannot sue us. Tough luck. This is purely entertainment purposes only. I'm going to make sure we record something. We can put that in the front, yeah. upload it. But I just want to say that so we're good because we haven't really been making sure because Earn Your Leisure had to say that two weeks ago mm. and they're way bigger than us. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure we say that entertainment purposes only. Go ahead and use this in real life if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Okay. So that's the first disclaimer. Um, all right. And then uh, damp. So I was talking about damp when I was talking about checks. This is, this is like two episodes ago now. <laughs> damp is an acronym. stands for date, amount, maker, payee. In okay. short, the only one that doesn't, they all matter. But the payee is, excuse me, is who you're making the check made payable to. So you're making it payable to John Doe. Okay. You can never change that. You change that, it automatically voids the check. If you write the date wrong, you can change that. Obviously, you can't change the signature line. And as long as for the um, description or the memo, that's not necessary. Don't write void there because it voids it. Also, for the dollar amount, there's a written amount and then there's the numerical amount. Mm -hmm. The written amount usually supersedes the numerical amount. So say you write for $500 and you actually write one for $501 for the numerical amount. You can only change one of those to match the other one. And if there's a discrepancy, they'll take the written one over the numerical one. Okay. Right. DTC. Look at me messing up. I'm such an idiot. My bad, y'all. DTC stands for Depository Trust Clearing Corporation. I, I Whatever I said last time, that wasn't it. <laughs> that, that, those are the people who do a transfer from your brokerage account 
to uh, the stock market. ACH, automatic clearinghouse, that's from your bank account to the brokerage. DTCC, that is from your brokerage to the stock market. Mutual funds, they have 12B1 fees and they also have an expense ratio. Expense ratio, you want to make sure it's below one it, one, and that, that one is viewed as 1%. So if you see something that's 0.5, that's half of 1%. Okay, but anything under 1%, you're all in the clear. Most people, though, prefer you know under 0.5%. But if you're comparing index funds and mutual funds, if it's under one, just look at something else. Don't use the expense ratio to you know figure out which one is better. One's 0.8 and one's 0.6. That's the same. Okay. <laughs> you know, as far as when you're initially getting started. Okay. 12B1 fees, those are what um, you get to pay when someone actively manages the account. Okay. That's what mutual funds have. Gotcha. Then I was talking about growth versus value stocks. Growth stocks are the big companies that have not room to grow, but they're going to be more stable. And then value stocks are companies that are viewed as undervalued. I just want to say that because I was stuttering a little bit when I was talking about it. Yes, I'm flying through these. Okay, because I already talked. I already talked about these. But I'm just, I'm just clearing them up. Listen to episode 13 and then <laughs> pair them back together. Nice. Okay, I was talking about SPY, SPY, and VU, VOO, S and P 500 index funds or ETFs, whatever they mirror the index. Again, I don't know what the hell either of them are. Anyways, <laughs> those are well. The stock market, unfortunately, is going up. So I'm trying to get in, but uh, I needed to crash here in a couple weeks. But uh, <laughs> so VU is a little over 400, and then SPY is probably close to. 440 450 now to be honest those that have high buried entries say you don't have you know four hundred dollars Corey. that's fine there is something called splg that is the ticker for another spider s p 500 etf that is 50 to 60 dollars exact same returns exact same exposure to the stock market why did they make two of these i don't know but for those of you saying i can't you know buy the 400 etf Corey, that's fine there's a 50 60 one which i know you can buy Hey, okay. He just gave you free game. Somebody write that down. <laughs> hey, some people, real talk. Some people will you will need to pay them money to what I for what I just told you. Literally, and, and this this is public information. <laughs> okay, I was talking about Amazon was a little over three thousand. Them fools is almost is like almost at four thousand. It's like thirty seven hundred dollars. <laughs> I just wanted to clear. But I said a little over three. Nah, they've been growing, which is good because I own them. But you know, they almost at four k. <laughs> we need them to keep going. <laughs> right. Okay. Then I was talking about the ROI when you need to invest fifteen percent, and it's okay if you don't invest fifteen percent. If you invest, you know, ten percent, you have to invest. You know, you have to get a, hard, a higher ROI. I just want to clear up that range. So if you invest fifteen percent, forty years, you need six percent return, and then as you decrease down to one percent, one percent, you will need fifteen point nine six return year over year and for forty years. That is sixteen percent return. Good luck with that in your four hundred one k. Okay. Um, oh yeah, IRS tax code. Tax tax code. I sort of messed that up. See, I'm messing up the errors in the errors. <laughs> <laughs> the IRS tax code. They have subtitles A through J or H, and then they have subsections, which is like you know, 401k things of that nature. And we'll get to we'll talk about 529s a day, which is a subsection. So they're um, almost. 10,000 different subtitles or subsections, excuse me, in, in our tax code. And then again, like 401 is a part. And then they have all those different letters. So you do 10,000 times up to, you know, 26. And some of these have the little I's too. And, you know, that's why our tax code is complicated. So I just want to clear that up. It's subsection and then subtitle, then subsection. Then I don't even, I was like, am I going to say this? I did mention it. So I was talking about a girl I went to high school with and her baby daddy wasn't a first round draft pick. I lied. He was <laughs> in the NFL. Oh my Lord have mercy. Why did Corey say that? Cause I'm, I'm make sure I'm telling the truth all year. Cause the issue is Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. 
they play the same position with the same school, and I kind of just gave it up. The guy, anyways. Uh, so, <laughs> I was like, what? DJ Moore. Anyways, <laughs> Stephon Diggs was like the fourth or fifth round pick, which is why I, I mixed that up because they both went to Maryland. Gotcha. So that's why I, I, um, Stephon Diggs is not the baby daddy. It's right. DJ Moore. So um, I'm about to say I was going to say something else, but no, because yeah. I don't know if this account is private or not. <laughs> so I know DJ's Moore is not, and he be pacing, the, he be posting the kid on there. So I, I know I'm in the, <laughs> in the clear to say that. All right. Now that's done. Good. Eight minutes. See, I'm on time right there. Let's Boom. Go. Ready? Generation of wealth. Let's what are go. we? Yeah, ready? Locked and loaded. Let's, Let's get, get started. It. It's coming. In a world where we're building generational wealth and getting your legacy ready, here's one man. Corey Covington. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be very clear. He did. <laughs> Jordan did that on his own. I did. We were we did some prep work, but uh, that, <laughs> that wasn't part of it. Talking about a freestyle, freestyle. It's all good. All right, I had to get you hype. You ready? Yeah. As y'all can see, um, put it like this. What? Read read the first note. Read the first. Uh, read, <laughs> I already did. That's read, the, read it out loud for the people. Hey, my man said. First of all, it says this is highly aggressive. That's the first. <laughs> literally, this note. Yeah, read, read the whole thing there. Uh, okay. It says okay. Right, the whole, the, the whole t- just the title. Okay, so it's the start of the notes opener. This is highly aggressive, <laughs> and then he got the face on there. <laughs> right. Oh lord. Okay. First off, as y'all can see, I'm wearing the same shirt again. Yes, I watched this. Don't try to play me. It's been two weeks. That's to make it. <laughs> that's to make it clear that I'm choosing violence. Okay. I have the other shirt that I wore on our first episode, but it wasn't blood red enough for me, so I just went back hey. to this. Okay. Again, not a financial advisor. Not you know, entertainment purposes only. All right. We got to put our disclaimer on a soundboard button yeah. at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I want to make it we record it and it's gonna be like for entertainment purposes, like the voice you did, and it'll just be at the beginning, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about ever saying it again. It's gonna be on every episode. Hey. But yeah, okay. For generational wealth, again, this is more opinion based. There will be some, like I said, I'll go over ESAs, wills, trusts, things of that nature. But whenever you hear me being all aggressive, the last 13 episodes, I'm gonna start putting some stats to why I say you need to do some things. Like I said. This will be more geared uh, to the black community. Okay, <laughs> look, Star. <laughs> I'm gonna be talking heavy today. All right, for those of y'all who don't know, my pen game go crazy. Scroll back before I started posting them CNFE posts. Okay, I'm all time at this. Real mm-hmm. live box vibes. Gonna get real. Okay, okay. the bar's gonna be on deck, and the bar's a heavy hitter. So I'm gonna be punching today. Shout out to them sideline Sundays. Hey, on the hey. who 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 gave you? Never mind. Fifty four weeks straight anyways fire hey check that out it is what it is give me some more likes and some views and stuff all right (laughs) (laughs) and some of the things some of the things i'm gonna say i'm gonna be like yes that's it that's the tweet you know that's the thing now it's gonna be like yes that's that's how it is and you need to accept how it is and either make a decision to put yourself in a better position or don't okay and then this is gonna be a little bit relationship based we're talking about generational wealth so obviously to have the next generation you need to have a relationship with somebody and give birth to children <laughs> okay and then um on top of that uh, i'm gonna shed some lights <laughs> i'm gonna shed some light on some things <laughs> don't talk to me about no damn tone <laughs> okay all right and um oh lord have mercy to get it all started off i'm gonna say you think we're good with that three uh, gigabytes i think we're gonna try we're gonna try we're gonna, let's roll with it how much is it normally about about 3.4 gigs yeah all right i'm gonna move on it then okay. <laughs> all right uh anyways we we, we forgot to <laughs> we, we forgot to do a storage check all right let me say this to all the black people it's crazy how much y'all be anti-bondage and anti-slavery but we got the most debt 
Yes, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> just, just straight into hey, it. Hey, choosing violence. Go ahead. Were you about to play? You no, you something different? You All right. Do you think? So let me talk about. I'm mean, uh, his own sound effects. Hey, <laughs> hey, right. hey, hey I'm running off of adrenaline right now because I only got three hours of sleep. Listen, <laughs> we was up late last night. Shout out to everybody who came to the house warming. Yes, it was yes. Wild. Anyways, yes, it was fun. All think? right. McKinsey Global Institute study. This came out earlier this year. It's called The Economic State of Black America. What is and what could be? 19% of families have a negative net worth. That's 3.5 million families. Okay. 4. million have a net worth. That's $10,000 or less. Okay. And there are 18.5 million black households, roughly. So 40,000 have a $10,000 net worth or less. That's it. That's a tweet. So when I be telling y'all as we get through this <laughs> and I start running some other numbers, okay, half of the people have less than $10,000 net worth. And that's why you got to make the sacrifices. You can't go on vacation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Because y'all be talking about how far behind we are as black people in mass, but then y'all don't be wanting to put, a, put in the work to catch up. That don't make no sense to me. Okay. I don't understand how we're going to make any progress if y'all see, I'm about to skip ahead because I read over this. The amount of y'all who will openly admit you're electing not to make the best financial decision, but in the same breath will complain how we're so disadvantaged financially. One of these sections is called y'all sounding dumb to me. <laughs> yeah, we gotta hear like, Bruh. get it together. Yeah, you gotta pick. You gotta pick a side and stick with it. Oh All my right? goodness, real talk. Y'all gonna admit we four or five hundred years behind. Have y'all ran the compound interest on that? I I did it. I, it this was rough, but the compound interest is like. I think it's four it's over a trillion like four quadrillion dollars if they were if the slaves not 89 years they got paid a penny right do you invest that and you comp you know you run the interest on that <laughs> it's like over four it's like four quadrillion dollars that's a quadrillion I didn't, i've never even heard of a quadrillion before is that how many are we gonna that's get after that? a trillion that's after a trillion it's, the okay. com, it's four commas so it's a thousand trillions in a quadrillion yeah and one yeah <laughs> got time for that <laughs> i don't right and that's the thing the amount of y'all be saying i've never dreamed of work i don't want to put in work yeah y'all the same people who got a whole bunch of masters and doctor's degrees y'all done went to school for 20 straight years and then you try to talk about you're not trying to put in no work I, that's only you can get a master's and a doctorate <laughs> that's the definition of work yeah y'all. yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Now we're going to get into this will be better when we have our handgun instructor on because he can explain the defensive side of things. But I've talked about before there are three things you need to build a community finances or, you know, economics, right? Fitness, health side of things, right? Obviously, including not just fitness working out, but, you know, what you're consuming, what you're eating. And then defense, right? Being able to protect something because it makes no sense to build something up that you cannot protect. That's why I'm so heavy on getting out of debt and building the emergency fund and putting your defense in place, building the team, mental makeup, budgeting, tracking transactions so you can sustain everything because y'all want to build that next Wakanda, that next Black Wall Street. But if it's the wealthiest black community ever and they can only go to war for 48 hours, it didn't seem like it was that wealthy to me, Mm. right? You're only as good as what you can protect. So... The defense needs to be put in place as well. If you don't okay. know defense, you're out here like. Fatality. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be able to protect that, Jones. So I'm, I'm pro. Let me leave it at this because we're not, you know, Second Amendment experts. But uh, whenever I hear a black person say, why should we be able to exercise Second Amendment? Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Why do you think? That's your opinion and you're oh, entitled to it. But CNFE, right. we strongly encourage keeping that thing on you right. well, legally. Legally, right? yeah. Legally. To the fullest extent like, of extent the law. Of the law. There you yes, go. Yes, exactly. But that we got two of the three pillars covered right hey. now. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so when we come to finances, it's going to be more geared to. Huh, in shambles. All right, y'all heard the numbers. 
40% got 10K net worth or less. What are y'all talking about out here? Then on top of that, we talk about fitness, 80% obese, Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. then, no, 80% overweight, then 80% overweight is obese. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. We got... Y'all putting it in that work so you're going to have to spend money on medicine that you can't pronounce in your old age because y'all say health is wealth. But then when Jordan say how long you got exercise, y'all be upset. And it's not even that much. But anyways, we, I, I digress. Yes. This is the, this the wealth episode. Nah, <laughs> hey, what you want to say? What you got to say? Nah, yeah, I'm, nah, I put like this. I put that in there so you can say something. <laughs> say what you got to say. Nah, man, y'all just exercise, yo. It's 150 minutes a week. That's 30, 30 minutes a day for five day week. Okay. We talked about this. Make sure y'all get your exercise in. Just straight like that. It's, it's not hard. Building a sustainable, healthy lifestyle habits, man. That's my plug. Go All right, ahead. okay. So I, I have some things in here, so you can, so you can hop. So I'm, you can I'm, hop I'm trying to stay short. To. I want you. I want to make sure you get your stuff. Oh yeah, our gigs, we're yeah. good. But um, all right, and y'all be wondering why I'm so intense, right? So not only is forty percent of our community at a situation where their net worth is ten thousand dollars or less, right? Almost twenty percent have a negative net worth. We're on pace as a black community to have a negative net. Excuse me, a zero net worth in the twenty fifties. I think it's twenty fifty three. Okay, so that's. That is 32 years. Millennials, that is our life. That is, you know, that is the, the bulk of the rest of our life as far as our adulthood, our working years. That is why I be so intense, okay? And for those of you who be like, well, don't, I've had people say this to me, well, don't use that tone. I got counters to all y'all punches. I have something called the defibrillator example. Do you know how much voltage can kill you right now as you're fine and living? I don't. 20 volts. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. You know how much you know how much the voltage range is for a defibrillator? I don't. Two hundred to a thousand. So to bring a dead person back to life, you need to do ten times what can kill a living person. We are dead financially. So to bring us back to life, I, ten times I work in. And that's why you'll be like, "What well, that?" No, I'm gonna go ahead. That's a late one. Well, yes, <laughs> I have the defibrillator example. If you're at negative one hundred and you're trying to get to one hundred, what do you need? 200 not 100 and y'all be wanting 50 and you still gonna be negative <laughs> but, but, but I said 50 you need to get to <laughs> y'all be wanting 50 trying to go from negative 100 and it's like you still gonna be at negative 50 <laughs> so we are so financially illiterate that unfortunately the correction right if you're driving 70 miles an hour the wrong way to make up to for time you have to drive 140 miles per hour the wrong way to come you can't drive 70 right. <laughs> you can't Oh, my Lord, have mercy. So that's why I be intense because we are so far behind. And as I get through some of these numbers, y'all going to be like, what, what, what? Yes. Boom. So speaking of our community and where we're, where we're on pace to go, I'm real big now, not anti, especially now because athletes, college athletes can actually uh, name image likeness. They can actually start making some money as college athletes. Hey. But as a community, I'm tired of the triple A's. Remember, athletes, actors and artists. Triple uh, A, please don't sue us for that. Uh, athletes, <laughs> actors and artists. I am pro uh gearing and shifting our community to not funnel that pipeline first off after actors athletes and artists they don't keep money right it's not about much money you make it's about how much money you keep we need more people in our black community going towards the stem field science technology engineering and math and people more geared into the you know finance sector as far as financial advisors cpas things of that nature and you know from a business standpoint no more useless degrees that's what i talk about earlier see all my stuff it match up any more college degrees y'all posting on Instagram, I need the debt in there. I need the debt in there, okay? Mm-hmm. So at least I need to see that you went into debt and you got a degree that's going to be useful because you're going to meet me at a wedding for the first time. You're going to say you have an art degree, and I'm going to literally say, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> this was years ago. If so your I'm degree like, can't produce longevity, you in the wrong. I, I don't understand. It's not a line, okay? It needs to produce longevity. You need to be able to do something with it. That's the, that's the bottom line up front. 
Right. No, I mean, because then what are you going to do? Because now you have this debt and now you don't have the income to pay off the debt. And then on top of that, we're disadvantaged. Again, back to the <laughs> us being financially disadvantaged and y'all are electing to not make sure pe- you can do whatever you want. If you don't have no debt, then that's cool. You know, all all. All up to you on what you want to do. I was to say something mean. All up to you to do what you want to do with your life. But if we're behind financially, how can y'all not say everyone should be doing what they can to help us catch up financially? So we need to be in obviously the need-based fields, regardless of income, right? Something like a teacher, right? We need teachers. But outside of that, we need people in the things that looks like our economy and the world are going to continue to, you know, uh, gear towards like going to outer space. So the so the STEM so the STEM nature. <laughs> Right. Okay. That's that's what we need to do, because a lot of these athletes and artists like Adrian Peterson, he he fumbled a hundred million dollar bag. He just needed to keep one percent of that. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah. Look, retention, retention of funds. OK, look, keeping your money, not just making it. Right. And the reason I say, you know, what what do we need the athletes, actors and artists for? If we were starting building a community, building one from scratch, the ground up, please tell me what LeBron's ability to shoot a basketball is going to do for us. Please tell me what Jay-Z's ability to rap is going to do for us. Nothing. Nothing. Now, they've been fortunate enough to monetize that and gain skills, but there are more people who didn't make it out than didn't make it out in our community. So there are more people who are LeBron and Jay-Z without the success. So therefore, they didn't have access to the information they have now from a business and mogul billionaire status because LeBron just hit his billionaire status earlier this week mm. standpoint. So that's why I say that we need to be in the need-based parts of our society and also oh god also go ahead no i was uh, gonna say this the next person to hit me with a non-essential degree i'm gonna be like no god no god please no 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 <laughs> you, you, hey, it never gets y'all, old y'all know michael scott's on the way hey, every episode is we plugging it right and then on top of that this is the one, another reason too why i say we need to be in the stem fields and pull away from going into the triple a's Everyone has to explain to me how we missed on Tesla. Elon Musk is African. Now, he's South African, obviously. But so. Right. And then guess what the white people got? Elon Musk. Guess what black people got? Trevor freaking Noah. That And that's what I'm talking about. The STEM, the STEM field versus the athletes, actors and artists. I don't. I told you I'm choosing violence. <laughs> now I'm mad. My man came out. Like how that. is Elon? How did how did. Let's How go. did the white people come out of Africa and, and reach success before black people? And they're not from there. I don't care if they came from South Africa, where they all at. That don't even make sense. And then Trevor Noah is South African, too. I know he's biracial, but still, damn, 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 damn. <laughs> damn, there are black people in South Africa. I, Elon probably did have certain advantages. But that, again, it don't matter. Where, even if you're in you know United States, right? Can, you, you can see there is something that we are not pushing our community towards to reach that success. Because y'all be talking about ownership and things of that nature. That's said about Rihanna and Fenty. She don't own that no more. I showed, you, I showed Jordan that LVMH. Mind-blowing, bro. Right. Okay, boom. And also this, too, to clean up. This is just the opener. This is just the intro. We're the Tory Lanez. I don't even know if he's going to court anymore. Regardless. <laughs> Remember, generational wealth. So the same way you make sure your kids can read, write, and speak, you need to make sure that they are financially literate as well. One more time for the people. The same way you're going to make sure that your kids can read, write, and speak, you need to make sure that they are financially literate as well at the same level, if not more. Mm. That's what that's what we're missing. You can because put it like this: the thing is, doctors are really bad with money, right? You know, they make they make you know quote unquote the most money, and they can't they can't add. 
If your health is out of order and your wealth is out of order, if if you have if you have money but your health is out of order, you broke. Yeah. That's why they say health as well. So, you know, relative to your age, obviously, and for people out there who have disabilities, yeah, yeah, no, no. But yeah. So that's y'all need to invest in the kids. That that's really what's up next. So that's it for the opener. What's the next section? All right. Next time we next section we talking about too long didn't listen. Psych. This is a less objective and more subjective. <laughs> I like these titles, uh, man. These just get straight to it. All right. I don't have a too long don't didn't listen. I mean, I do, but the issue is the last one was thirty minutes longer. So this one is less structured. So I'm just gonna just start spitting here. Okay. I'm gonna preface this with what Floyd Mayweather said before that. I think it was Logan Paul fight. Might have been Jake, one of the brothers. Floyd said. I just all went on the soundboard. I was like, we had to chop and all this stuff. <laughs> Your kids can't eat legacy. They can eat off the currency. Woo. Mm. Floyd said, Your kids can't eat legacy, but they can eat off the currency. So, legacy, I'm talking about more so because this is the legacy and generational wealth. Your family name, that's the legacy, you know, being a Ford, right? Being being a Trump, right? Being, <laughs> being a Hilton, things of that nature. However, don't want that legacy. Let me stop. Go ahead. Shoot. Like, I'm, I'm no, don't want to run no, the numbers. No, 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 like, <laughs> we ain't going to do that right now. <laughs> what do you want to be? You want to be most, uh, what did Jason, would you rather be underpaid or overrated? Hey. <laughs> but yeah, you want to obviously make sure, you know, your family name is in order, but choose having money than being notorious from a family name standpoint. So that, word to Floyd for that. Floyd is great from a business standpoint. Okay. And some of y'all be saying, you can't you can't take the money to the grave with you. You might as well spend it all now. No, you idiots. You don't take all the money to your grave with you. You leave it behind. That's called generational wealth. Y'all be so dumb. <laughs> I'm t- this is not the episode. <laughs> I'm going to be mean today. Yes, do not spend all your money. That's what I was talking about towards the end. Require minimum distribution age, right? And not choosing target date funds and not going conservative as far as your investments when you reach your retirement age and getting 4 or 5% instead of still getting that double digit, that 10% plus, right? So you can continue to invest that money. And I'm going to get into running the numbers out on not 40 years, right? Remember, so that was wealth for you when you're investing. You start doing 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 plus years on compound interest, dollar cost averaging. I'm just, I'm gonna wait till we get there because I got it on here. But I'm, it's gonna be more money than y'all think. How much money do you think it is now? Listen, I'm not even about to guess. You're not about to guess. It's gonna be wrong. Put it like this. I have people guessing. And you, I have you guessing on here, you'd be wrong. I have people guessing last night, they was wrong. <laughs> I think I was close on the last one. Well, no, nah, you said you said 100k and it was a buck 80. I got 120. 120. Okay, you you were the closest, but you okay. still you still that's two thirds though. Is that? <laughs> you know, you was I'll take look 66. Hey, I'll I'm gonna, take it. I'm gonna say that today though, because that's gonna be related uh, related to the relationships. Got you. But yeah, don't take all the money to your grave with you. Generational wealth. We're gonna get to wills and trust as well. A small tangent on that. I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is just breaking the the mental concept of I to get out in that selfish mind state, guys. It's it's not you. It's it's your your family. It's us. It's we it's our right it's not just about you're not living i hate to tell, tell y'all this right you're not just living your life for you okay Ooh, no, no, no. i'm gonna bring it back i'm gonna bring it back <laughs> you are not just living your life for you okay you hope to you know if you don't have one now you hope to have a significant other than your spouse and then y'all are going to live your life for the next generation to come your legacy your 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 upcoming the upcoming generation the people behind you right that, that's that's the goal so get out of that selfish mindset it's not just you yes you are to enjoy your life but you need to leave something for the generation to come my bad Corey. Do no you go hey jordan say he don't read the documents hey. you be saying hey, that's the synergy you be saying stuff that's on here we, no Corey, you have just brainwashed him well <laughs> I mean, how, hey, slice it how good, you want to dice it it made a good co-host so <laughs> <does that. laughs> okay 
So first off, again, this is the too long, didn't listen, but this is like the, this is the starter intro afterwards, whatever. So most of us are first generation of wealth building, right? So we have to build the foundation. That's why I am so serious on you guys having to make the sacrifices. Because when you don't make the sacrifices, you kick those down the line, usually two generations. So if you don't make the right sacrifices, it's going to be hard for your children to compensate from your lack of informed financial decisions. Mm. Let's let's use the word informed. Let me not say good. Informed financial decisions. Okay. And I understand, right? America, we weren't educated, all that type of stuff however the time that time has ended now the information is out there it is very accessible to everyone like the hood is on the internet so everyone can access the internet and get in, get this type of information it is again discipline consistency choosing what you're looking at okay but again that's why i say building the team first right getting a community around you that has the same goals same same mindset as you then obviously figuring out your mindset right and figuring out how you're going to move forward and then the third thing is from a financial standpoint budgeting tracking transactions and then eventually right we're moving all the way towards now investing in generational wealth okay and here's a quote oh i can't remember who this quote is from but this is not me but any decision made in fear scarcity or lack tends to be a wrong decision okay you've been making a lot of wrong decisions because you fear financial literacy your finances are scarce and you lack financial stability. A lot of you don't want, a lot of you don't want the pressure of greatness. Mm. That's why you always have an excuse and play the victim card. And remember, this game called life, it's not chess or checkers, it's monopoly and it's not about the best victim card to play. You buy assets in monopoly. We not mm. so stop trying to play the best victim card, okay? You want to devalue any way you can be held responsible and accountable for your actions in your life. Now, let me clean this up. The quote is a uh, any decision made in fear and scarcity or lack tends to be a wrong decision. Everything else was me. So, <laughs> okay, but yeah, a lot of you, like I said, if you were in the situation where you lock, you don't want to pay off your debt because then you'll be in a situation where you can invest as much money as possible. And we are in that situation. We can run the 40-year ROI out on how many millions of dollars you should have. Then it's on you for not hitting that number. That's a lot of pressure. And that, that's why you keep your debt. And it's not a it's like a cult everybody be ganged up yeah i got student loans but it's a cult y'all don't be wanting to leave the student loan debt community no get out that community because it's not going nowhere them joint start up in, in, in less than two months you want to get student loans and you want to join the club and everybody sit around and complain about having student loans yeah. get out the club or a little over two months yeah october 1st like and yeah so, and by the way some of these companies might may not still have your loan as i plug in right that talk so make sure your loan provider is still your loan provider for your student loans but that's it for that but yeah, a lot of the a lot of you are not prepared for the greatness, which is why you choose you elect to neglect putting in the work. Okay, but always remember, you have to make sacrifices. Have what sacrifices? Discipline, consistency, finance, fitness, wealth. Those are the words on here. Okay, you have to make the sacrifices regardless regardless of your age. Okay, and the sacrifices usually get harder and longer the longer you wait to make them. That's why I say if you can get out of debt as fast as possible because essentially when i say you're kicking the can down the road for your generations you kick it down the road for yourself as well right so instead of it essentially taking you two years to get out of debt you wait five years or you lollygag with it and now you're married and now you have more debt and then you wait another year or two and now you have kids and now it's gonna take you even longer to get out of debt and now you gotta get a house okay now somebody has some medical issues okay now your dog has eaten the the flea collar (laughs) Okay, and now yeah. your co-host has taken the uh, light and hit it the fan. He was drunk yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and almost broke it. <laughs> oh 
man. Thankfully, he has the money to pay for it, though, regardless. <laughs> That's, they didn't even care. They was like, oh, God, I was cash up in the morning. Just keep, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay it. We'll pay it back. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. A lot of you got to realize you have to make the sacrifices now because if you wait, they say fast money comes with slow problems. Okay, a lot of you are delaying making the sacrifices that someone is going to have to make. And if you cannot prove to me that anyone in your family has made the sacrifices that I'm telling you to make, I don't understand why you think you can kick it down to the next generation. No more consumer debt, mortgage debt, and we'll leave business debt for another day. But credit card debt, car loans, student loans. I mean, no, 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 no. Emergency fund saved, right? Financial literacy in our family. Mm-hmm. Okay, like there's a lot of people say I'm first generation this, first generation that. Can we let's stop that? Right. This, this, this is what we do. It's talking about the legacy now. This, your last name has bestowed a certain amount of greatness upon you. Your last name is Jordan. You play basketball. Good luck. Oh, you, I thought you. No, you. Yeah, you okay, you, 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 you like God? You snapped it right now. No, I'm not. Because so, some of you, literally, I said this before, but worst case scenario, you'll probably be able to have a ten million dollar net worth if you were to lock in, pay off your debt, and likely under three years for most of you, and then we run that ROI out based off your income now, not projected income. You'll probably have a ten million dollar net worth, excluding your house. Oh, you got it, and all you got to do is lock in. Yeah, dollar cost average. That's that's like, it. I'm not even talking about increasing your income. I'm not even talking about doing something other than stocks, starting a business, et cetera, et cetera. I'm talking about dollar cost averaging into stocks for 40 straight years, and you'll probably have 10 million dollars. 10 million dollar net worth. You know what I'm saying? All I gotta do is follow a, a proven plan. Like you know what I mean? I'm yeah, cool with that. It's pretty. This is pretty. I said some of this is subjective. This is pretty objective. I mean, this is compound interest calculators. Like m- m- most of you have the ability to invest roughly one to two thousand dollars. Again, aggressively getting out that mortgage, not doing a death pledge. Because once you get rid of that mortgage, see, y'all, what y'all not gonna do is do the compound interest math when you pay off your mortgage as fast as possible and just invest your mortgage. You're not gonna do that because then I'm gonna be right because I already did it for you. <laughs> I had this conversation before. A lot, a lot of y'all be talking tough like on the internet or with dumb people around you in person. Then when you be running your financial ideas around me, <laughs> you're getting punched in the face. Yeah. Corey the type to pull up pull up the numbers right now and yeah. run it in front of you. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> whole calculator. Right. I, I said punch in the face. <laughs> I said <laughs> I said I got big punch in the face on here, the realization of what's at stake <laughs> with not coming from <laughs> Oh my goodness, yes, we're choosing violence out here. Okay, like I said, and then um and then in teaching, right? Financial information. I'm sorry that I'm the person that's giving you this financial information. This was your parents' and your grandparents' fault that they didn't give it to you. So when you have kids or if you have kids, Tell them what I'm telling them in the tone that you want to raise them with. Don't let them find me on the internet, and then you're gonna be mad at me that your kids is brainwashed by me. Cause then that's definitely not my fault. All right, <laughs> you can't listen to me and then say you don't like what I say, and then not find another median to dismiss it to your children. Dummies. Hey. Okay, and then I was talking about earlier the amount of people who say they don't want to put it in the work, but recognize where we're at. Again, aggressively paying off debt and/or stopping your 401k to get out of debt and/or build your emergency fund i understand that you guys want to have balance in your life right life is short quote unquote however y'all be taking broke vacations for a short life whoops anyways anyway life is short but that but you want spirit (laughs) (laughs) oh man hold on (laughs) oh my jesus that i made that up that's why i can't take it life is short but you on spirit talking about these damn vacations you want balance in life oh my jesus okay so i understand that 
it's hard realizing that you can make these sacrifices and decisions not to get out of debt because it's not about just getting out of debt. For those of y'all who don't know, I don't even do financial coaching. I've been semi-rebranding it. I make you define your goals and when you don't meet, meet your goals, I make it so you can only blame yourself. Mm. And then I do that mainly in a financial sphere. <laughs> that that's what that's what I really that's what I really do. Cause when people start punching me back, I got counters all your punches, boom, how much money do you make? How much money do you want to invest? Show me that you're investing that. Corey, like, Corey's a, a, a financially focused life coach. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, oh, which would mean I'm a financial coach. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I re- I reneged on my own statement. Hey. But but um yeah, I know you guys want balance, but like, what balance do you want? It's like two years, and again, some some of you are four or five years in. Like I, I like I, I told you this three years ago, so you yeah. be you be <laughs> you be done by now. You be done by now, and you would think that's the one thing too. I thought this would happen, but I guess not. It's from my personal experience, people are brushing off the pandemic. People are not people are not factoring in another pandemic into, you know, their unfortunate PTSD as far, you know, this might happen. Worst case scenario. If y'all missed it, the governments on Earth will shut down the Earth. Literally. <laughs> and again, for those of you who are fortunate enough not to lose your job, right, and or got, you know, uh, hazard pay, that that don't mean the next time it happened, that will be you. You might be one of these people who are on the unemployment, right? Your job just straight up, the government said they got to close. So I get you want the balance, but it's like it's two years to pay off the debt, bro. Like, and then you go through life, and then also you got to run the ROI on the years you're sacrificing. For those of you doing the government student loan forgiveness for those 120 payments, mm. that's t- that's at that's least 10, 10 years. years. And if you can, what what is what is the compound interest on getting your most valuable asset time back in your life? And I think I said this before on here, but if I could sell you what it's like to not have any debt and quote unquote being not debt free, but financially free, d- depends how you want to define financial freedom. But if I could if I could put that in people, I'd be the wealthiest person on the earth and yeah. everyone else who probably who said this before. But I, I can't give you that feeling what it's like to not have debt. What's it like, Jordan? It's beautiful. It's a <laughs> wonderful feeling. He's right. If you could put that in a bottle, everybody would buy it. Being yeah. the, the next. Well, can I say crack? I just did. It'd be the next crack. <laughs> I mean, I think we can mention drugs on here. Okay. I don't say well, nobody did no drugs. But, well, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, some of y'all be on crack instead of see, I, instead of saying y'all on crack, I say y'all dumb because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to offend the crackheads. Yeah. <laughs> People, that's where our society's at. What about the crack? What do you mean? What about the crackheads? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you? What do you mean? What about the crackheads? But uh, yes, again, sacrifices. You need to be disciplined. You need to be consistent. At the end of the day. What is your financial plan? Let me know how long you've had that financial plan and show me you've been executing it for you know however long you've had it. Say you've been on a plan, you made it 12 months ago, so I should see 12 budgets executing that financial plan. Mm-hmm. Again, this is my bias. This is by, Anyways, this is me being uh, intellectually arrogant, but I should be able to see your financial goals strictly off your budget. You shouldn't have to tell me what your goals are. I should be able to see that you're either focusing on stabilizing your necessities, paying off your debt, investing or your lifestyle. <laughs> Mm. Most of y'all show debt in your lifestyle, as most people live. But again, if you're someone who has proven you can put 10, 20, 30K towards debt, and then you did that for a year, but you elected to stop, and you could have got out of debt in two years at that pace, and you want to take you know the rest of the payments I, I, for you know the 120 payments for the forgiveness, okay, did you run the ROI on those seven years on your life? The ROI on putting 20K away for seven years, which is $140,000, just if you put that away, which is you know more money 
Look, time is a finite resource, guys. You can't get that time back. That's the thing. Remember we were talking about, I think we made this reference before, we were talking about life being a game and time is a finite amount of chips. You get a certain amount of time chips, all right, when you when you play in this game. Chips. That's it. And, you know, as you're going through your life, you're, you're spending them, right? But if you're not spending them wisely, they're gone. When they're gone, they're gone. That's it, right? So you need to make sure you, look, you treat them joints more more precious than gold because they literally are. I mean... What's, what's the average life expectancy, Corey? 80 years. 80 years. You get 80. Rough, <laughs> roughly. Hey, we talking about chips being annual. One yeah. you know, one chip being one year. You got 80 of them, Jones. How are you going to use them? You know what I'm saying? Look, that's and that's if you're health, hey, healthy. Hey, you know what I mean? You, <laughs> you really got 62 because the first 18. Listen, I'm about to say, you don't even get to, you don't get to use yeah, those. Really get, exactly. well, you know, the first you know, one, two, three, you know, in your parents' hands, technically. Exactly. We'll get into consortium accounts later on. <laughs> Look at that. Exactly. And you want to spend another $10 trying to pay off student loans? Nah, I'm good. Right. Yeah, but again, for those of you who are saying we are struggling financially as a community, and then you elect to also, I, I see this in person. That's why I be getting upset, because y'all be lying to my face, and like, that's disrespectful. Y'all be saying we're struggling financially, and then you go and intentionally say you're confident, you be boasting about it, that you're making, you're not making the best financial decision that you know you can make, not that you don't have access to information, that like that you know. Any black people who say that, I don't want to hear no more. I don't want to hear no more. You you use the right. You you forfeit the right for me for me to complain about the state of our community because you you are saying I could be in a better position financially, but I'm choosing not to. You forfeit your right to complain, and that's why I be pressing people in in person. Pull up your mint. Look, my bro is on one right now. He look. It's over nine thousand. Hey, I told you the bars hit. Does that say the bars? Look, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not even at y'all sounding dumb to me yet. I don't even know what's there. <laughs> I don't even know what's there, but clearly it must be violent. Okay. Then the last thing too, um, I talk about uh, you'd rather be born poor or in the one percent. You good? You good? You good? You'd rather be poor or born uh, or born in the one percent. And I say, and by poor, I mean like you know poverty, food stamps. Excuse me, should I say SNAP? You know, government subsidies, things of that nature, because the pipeline from middle class to quote unquote upper class one percent. I don't even know if it exists. This is why we're here to help the people who got the tradition, not the traditional, but, you know, you know, went to school, went to college. You have a good income and you're trying to transition out from the nine to five into some form of entrepreneurship or, you know, you're just trying to get millions of dollars from an investing standpoint. That middle class pipeline isn't really defined. If you're born in the in the, I guess, the 20 percent right in poverty, you're not. This is disrespectful, but those people don't take any risks. If you're already on food stamps. And you take a big risk to move out to Hollywood and be an actor. If you fail, what do you? What happens? You go back on food stamps, which is your unfortunately your normal 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 lifestyle. But if you're someone who makes you know six figures, the risk of starting a business is like, and you've never been on food stamps, or you never you know say middle you know middle class household, both parents is like I, I ain't never been on food stamps before. I, I am not willing to take the food stamp risk. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Right? And then unfortunately, but people in poverty, they don't. They, that's literally your you know how to maneuver in that environment unfortunately that's not a risk they're taking and obviously the one percent that they're they're already there right <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that okay that's it for that all right all right next section going into the next section yeah money kids and in-laws and religion yeah i should put commas there my bad it's all good it's money kids in laws religion. religion those are the four now money kids. Yeah, <laughs> i say jordan wrap them off hey. all right so this gets into more of the family building now, right? That's the end of it. By the way, the too long don't read again. Forty three minutes again. I'm the too long don't listen is, is thirty minutes each time. So I know we can do the hour episodes, Jordan. Anyways, that means I can talk for thirty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna get into 
money, comma kids, comma in-laws, comma religion. Those four things are the main things you need to look for when you're picking a significant other. Yeah, a spouse. There we go. A spouse, right? Because we're talking about generational wealth. I, I hope gotcha. I hope y'all knew when we got to generational wealth, it involved relationships because you need to create the generation. <laughs> I hope I'm not like, why is he talking about relationships? How you how to how the kids going to get here? <laughs> Cause y'all don't be making no sense to me. I'm gonna knock down your door. That's how. That's how y'all be sounding dumb to me. What do you mean? I gotta make sure I pick my spouse right for generational wealth. Cause you gotta create the next generation. What? Okay. <laughs> so, money. Obviously, money. Welcome to court in full effect. Okay. Hey. But that relates to kids, in-laws, and religion. Obviously, kids. Right. And I'll get into this. But you know, how you're gonna raise your kids? How you're gonna teach them about finances? How do you feel about budgeting and tracking transactions? How do you guys define how you want to handle debt and how are you handled that way? And the third thing, right? Generational wealth, which we're doing now. Okay. And laws, as I said, we talked about this yesterday, but, um, the first time you usually going to have an issue with your in-laws from a financial standpoint is before they're your in-laws, it's going to be at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on top of that religion, you know, if you pay, if you pay tithes, you know, if, if you pay tithes and you're about to marry someone who doesn't, you might want to figure that out because yeah. tithes is ten percent. It's a debate of whether or not it's, they didn't have taxes in the you know in the Bible, right? <laughs> so it's a debate of whether or not it's pre-tax or post-tax. But if you do pre-tax, it's going to be essentially fifteen percent, right? If you do if you do ten percent, it'll be fifteen percent of your take-home pay. And then obviously, if you do you know post-tax, it's ten percent, right? But um, yeah, there's a five percent difference. I do that. That's why I know. Yeah, but I do stay at home. So clear this up. I do stay at home, but I got to pay tithes to be in my house. My mom made that very clear for me. My brother even started working. Tithes got to get paid if you're in this house. So, uh, and Jordan, like, oh, how much? Wait a minute. Yeah. Yep. And it's pre tax, too. But yeah. I be paying rent. Yeah. I pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> it's called yeah. it's called tithes. Putting that work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, um, yeah, so you need to figure those things out. Okay. And then, uh, what I say? You just need to force all Okay. All right. Game of Thrones. Oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Okay, so Game of Thrones. Everyone remember Sansa Stark, right? I think in the community we might have to start forcing people, right, monarchy type things, to marry certain places to keep the wealth and you know inside the family and keep the legacy going. So Sansa Stark. Why did I bring that up? What happened to Game? I think women be missing this. Let me go back to World War One when Germany was losing. I think it's World War One. It's not a queen, but it's a queen. They don't they don't call her the queen, but it was a queen of Germany. They it was time for them to leave because they was losing the war, and she was like, "I'm just gonna go to like Austria where my brother is king." In real life, she did this. So my husband has now fumbled the bag here. I'm going to go, you know, to another man that is powerful somewhere else. My brother, not be the queen there, right? But you know, I have access to another man there. Relation relate that to Sansa Stark and Game of Thrones. Are you picking it up now, Jordan? Are you still remember? I've never seen Game of Thrones. You didn't see Game of Thrones? No. Nope. Jesus Christ! All right, I'm gonna run down. Anyway, Sorry. all right. Remember, somebody got their head cut off. Okay. Game of Thrones. Do you remember seeing that? I, on that? Yeah. All right. The main character of the whole show, as far as like an actor in real life, he got his head cut off in the first season. Okay. Okay. His daughter, right, is Sansa Stark. All right. Gotcha. Boom. So, I'm saying I'm saying it's because you're gonna be. I don't want to go. I thought you guys seen it. Anyways, Sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably the only person listening to this who hasn't yeah, seen. I'm it. Just, yeah. I'm All that right. Guy. <laughs> so Sansa Stark, her dad is the king of the North. Okay. Again, marrying monarchs. Y'all know about this, right? Marry your daughter off to somebody else who is well off. She got married off to essentially the prince of, you know, the entire realm in this show. Okay? So, her dad is the king of the north. Then now she is in lineage to be the queen of the entire realm. Okay? Okay. Then her husband, he was bad, so they killed him. Okay? He was was a teenager, but they killed him. All right. So, now now she got to leave. Okay? After this, guess where she went? She went to 
where her mom was from and was about to get married off there. All right, so she left where her dad, right, has a lineage. Then she went where she got married off to, and now she at where her mom is from as well. And her mom was like a princess there too because obviously her mom got married off to a king, which her dad was, right? right? Then that went sour, okay? Guess where she goes back to? Where her dad was from. (laughs) (laughs) Then on top of that, she she has an older brother. His name was Rob. He ended up defeating the best, you know, it was like, you know, some mythical stuff. So this guy, like, couldn't be beaten. Her right. brother beat the guy who couldn't be beaten. Okay? Gotcha. That's her brother. He ended up getting caught up, and he got killed. Okay? Oh, wow. But, so her dad is a king. Her brother was king. Then she got married off to be queen of everything. Then she went to her mom's place to get married off again. Now she's back home. Okay? Then guess what? She has a younger brother. Her younger brother can see the freaking future. Nope. Okay? He okay. got, okay? He's named, known as the Three-Eye Raven. Crazy powerful. He can see the future. At the end of the series, he ends up becoming the king of everything. <laughs> okay. okay then she is she see her connection to this brother right dad brother husband right then on top of that technically her first cousin but her brother in the show because he was a bastard her dad had to keep it away anyways gotcha. you don't you don't know who john you know who john snow is i yeah, mean, I mean john, I've seen the, john I've seen snow okay, okay that that's technically her cousin but in the show it's her brother and then we end up figuring out it's her cousin her his mom is her dad's sister but regardless he can control dragons <laughs> okay <laughs> and he was in about to be the king of everything she, she has connections to all those men throughout the entire show. And that, that's how she's moving about. And that's why I'm referencing that as far as the monarchy and keeping things in the family. So some of these trash people out here, you might have to say, all right, look, kids, I know you might like this person, but we didn't put in all this work. And you might, for the generational wealth and the legacy, you might need to uh, you know make sure you marry the right person. I know you might not be happy. But from a financial standpoint, y'all, you seen Crazy Rich Agents? Nope. Dang. All right. Crazy Rich. Dang, Jordan. And Crazy crazy Rich Agents, right? They got like crazy money. But the grandfather is still alive. Grandfather, then the parents. And then in that episode, the grandchild is marrying out to someone they don't want to marry to. Okay. And it's viewed as a matriarchy because the grandmother is the main one in there. Like you don't see the grandfather that often who made all the money. Mm -hmm. But the grandmother straight up says... Your grandfather did not put in all this work and is still putting in work till this day in his 80s for you to go out here and mess it up. We still love you, but to keep this money where you don't, you you know, they crazy rich. Right. You want this money? You're going to have to tote this line. Oh, okay. Obviously, in the show, they didn't do that because it means a movie. But right. that that's what I'm talking about, the monarchy and setting things up from a generational wealth standpoint and doing money, kids, in-laws, religion. You might want to start putting some parameters around as an adult, being a parent. If you can put in all this work, do you, do you want your kid to fumble it? Because, Corey, why are you saying this? Here come the stats. 80% chance that your kids, your kids, not your grandkids, 80% chance that your kids lose all the money you leave them. 80% chance. That's it. Yes, bro, and say less. Eighty <laughs> percent chance. That's why I said all that, right? So I'm, that's that's probably that's probably be the rest of the podcast. Me saying wild stuff and then backing it up with stats. So you got you got eighty. He got the numbers for y'all. I mean, 80 percent. That's okay, a lot. Guess what? Statistical analysis. That's called guaranteed. We <laughs> you start getting over you start getting over seventy percent. It's like what what is this that we're talking about? That's about to happen. Okay. Then on top of that, another stat, but it's really the same stat. The first generation millionaires. That turnover is 80%. That, that's the same stat. So you're a millionaire, right? You leave your millions to your children, so they'd be second generation. But 80% of them lose that money. So that means the other 80% would have to be first generation to replace that millionaire pool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Pareto distribution again, 80-20 rule, right? So that's why I'm talking about money, kids, in-laws, and religion. And then for those of you who want to actually not even to start a business, and I'll get into wills and trusts, but, you know, 
preparing your children to take over the wealth that you're leaving them as you get into your 50s and 60s especially if you have a business you're going to you want to start making that transition phase as far as a business standpoint or if not you know clearly discussing what's in the will and the trust for them if you don't have a business because they are if they're going to take over the business they need to you need to start preparing them for that now don't get it twisted when i say to have them take over the business i mean explicitly from a majority ownership standpoint, mm-hmm. all your kids might not be somebody who wants, you know, who, who want to run the business or you might, you know, do what all the big companies do like Walmart. The CEO of Walmart is not a Walden. <laughs> Jeff Bezos stepped down. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so but from a an, an ownership standpoint, best believe the Waldens. <laughs> OK, they, they didn't. So. You want to at least worst case prepare your kids to at least if you have a business, obviously be prepared to be, you know, majority ownership. Obviously, if you have multiple kids, you got to hope they all not crazy. Right. You know how you're divvying it up. But again, if one of your kids is not acting right, take them out your will, take them out to trust. If You know, again, this is your this is all the work that you put in. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the end of the day, you are going <laughs> to. <laughs> hey, you are going to die. And then day you are going to die. So when you're I mean, when you, you can have the trust and will set up all you want, but you're not here. Right. You have to you have to hope <laughs> that the rest of us living people, you know, actually, you know, execute on what you have listed out in your wills and trust. So, yeah, you want to prepare your kids for that. But in order for that to happen, you all need to be what? Financially literate. OK, we talked about that earlier. Make sure everybody knows what, right. they, you know, what they need to know. Exactly. No, I mean, put like this. If you're not going to raise your kids to inherit the wealth, you might as well blow it all. No. <laughs> one more time <laughs> if you're not going to raise your kids and inherit the wealth you might as well blow it all no. i mean i mean put, i mean logically i mean what type of logic is that Corey? i don't know but i mean it makes sense <laughs> yeah put it like this 100 million like you know i'm about to leave you 100 million dollars i'm about to spend all this if you know if you're about to lose it right <laughs> obviously you can donate to charities like bill gates well you're getting divorced all right i mean sorry bill anyways um, <laughs> but you know you you, you have to look at it from that perspective. Again, that's why I talk about being so intense, because really when it comes to investing into your children, remember I said investing one on one, you just don't invest in you know, stocks, businesses, you actually invest in yourself and then you actually start investing in your kids, obviously money right for them. Mm-hmm. But what you're pouring into your kids as you're raising them. Don't raise them how I'm I'm single. I, no, no, pros, no kids, no prospective women. So I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Although yesterday I got validated on everything I said. <laughs> yes. Oh, we should, we've got to say that. We have, a, we have a special edition episode. We have a housewarming episode that we recorded slightly intoxicated at 2 a.m. We messed up a little bit on the audio, like episode 10, but we fixed it early. And we're going to have the back end be fixed. But yeah, we have a special episode for you all coming out in a couple of weeks. Yes. All right, I, I can't believe we forgot to say that. That was so, that was so late. That's, so good. <laughs> That's why this is being recorded so late. Okay, but yeah, if you're not going to raise your kids to and handle the inheritance, then you might as well spend it all. On top of that, you know, some of the children, right? They'll use all that money, and right, they'll blow it on drugs. So now, essentially, you didn't you didn't kill your your children based off of not preparing them to handle the money, and they use that money and they OD on stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's talk about raising your kids. Okay, Malcolm Gladwell. Do you know who Malcolm Gladwell is? What do you do? <laughs> Fitness. Exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is your stuff for it. So go ahead. No, don't start running off fitness people's names. Uh, I was going to say, all right. Go ahead. Billy Blake's. Blake's. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Malcolm Gladwell. He was on The Breakfast Club. He is a Canadian writer. I believe he is half UK, half Jamaican. Regardless, 
he has a book called Outliers. That's when I talk about the 10,000 hour rule, which okay. you know about. Right. That's in that book. By the way, as Malcolm Gladwell said, the 10,000 hours is an arbitrary number. You know, it's 10 even, right? But that's roughly how many hours you need to put in to reach the floor of being a master at something. You only need 20 hours to reach the floor of being good at something. That's a big delta, by the way. Right. That's essentially 10,000 hours. Right. But- <laughs> It's cost 10,000 minus 20. But yeah, if you want to just be decent at something, it takes 20 hours. All right. That's great. But I'm saying that to say the Outliers book, there's a chapter in there about the the disparity between the racist and what, not not race, the racist with an ES. Uh, me talking fast. Not racist, not mean people. Right. But, you know, black, black, white, you know, Asian, Hispanic of why which community is successful and is it due to income and it's not due to income which is great it being black does not mean you are at a disadvantage in society it's how you're raised and so what he showed in that book obviously i'm paraphrasing please read the book outliers and get his stats on there but in short they were taking kids to the doctor and Mm -hmm. the parents that prep their kids to ask their doctor questions they are not more assertive but you know they have better success long term and that that happened to be in the more affluent communities not that it was only white people doing it black it was an income thing and obviously again we know white people make you know asians they make more money than black people but however that since it's, an, it's not a, it's an income issue, it's not a race thing. Because mm-hmm. the black people who have the income, they don't fall victim to that situation. That's the mindset, mental makeup, the team building. Gotcha. So then on top of that too, about uh, schools, right? And if like you go to you know your um, uh, impoverished communities, right, versus you know wealthy communities, are those kids smarter? Nope, not smarter. What happens if the test scores are relatively the same? There is a difference, but they're relatively the same. What happens is those kids go um, summer camp, mm-hmm. and they the wealthy kids go on vacation, like you know they go to Europe or something like that they go to museums and then when they come back their test scores are jumped up so again income issue income 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 all right so that's why you need to figure that out and then uh what is that the black the one <laughs> did you see it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay generational wealth right remember talking about y'all dying wills trust the <laughs> the black community the one that's all about going to <laughs> The black community, the one that's all about getting into heaven, yet nobody wants to die. <laughs> the I, bla- I know. I, the black community, I'm going to say it third time's charm. The black community, the mm-hmm. one that's all about getting into heaven, yet nobody wants to die or talk about death. Okay? You got <laughs> to get these wills set up. Yes. Trust isn't for everybody. I'll get into wills and trust a little later on, right? Power of attorney set up, right? Health directive set up. You need to put things in place because you are going to die. Yeah, we're keeping that. It's gonna we're keeping that. Yeah. We we were decided on a deaf uh, soundboard. We're keeping the Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> that got added ten seconds yeah. before the episode. Grand's episode, by the way. right? Jordan <laughs> I was like, okay, I got something. All right, but uh, yeah, you need to have these things set up in place so that when it is your time to go, regardless if you you are gonna die, I don't know if you believe in stuff, but you are gonna pass away. Mm-hmm. So things are set up properly when you are gone, and again, especially in the black community, you need. You need to hope your parents are talking to you, but if not, press them. Talk about their estate and what it what it's going to look like that you're going to handle when they pass away. So you're prepared for that. Again, like I said, if you're not raising your children to properly inherit this wealth, then you know you don't do? leave it to them. And then, as you know, being a millennial, your parents, you know, in their fifties, sixties, you should be knowing what it's looking like. Now, now again, this is me. Not saying you need to know how much debt they have, but when they when they die, you're going. <laughs> 
you have to you have to figure out what happens black people when it's gonna come to you anyway so you might as well know now again you don't want to be bearing your parents or one of them be like wait what they got all this i thought we had the house we've been living in the house for 40 years your parents did a divorce mortgage a second mortgage remember when they built the deck remember when they built that addition remember when it flooded they took that's all debt helocs now you (laughs) and now they upside down on the mortgage you know how hard it is upside down on a mortgage (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness so you need to put those. I said health directive, so that was you did, of, you yeah. Did. So you want to you want to tag in on that? No, no, you nope. good? Okay. And then on top of that, yeah, no, you're good. You, you're good. Yeah, we good. I'm, I'm I'm good though. So then uh, <laughs> we talked about it before. Listen to other episodes. Yeah, right. You I can't. Good. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah, you good. <laughs> but uh, I think it might have been the prenup episode. That's eleven, regardless or ten. Anyways, so let's talk about the gift tax situation. All okay. right, because we're talking about passing things off. I did a reel on this. In short. You can gift someone $15,000. You can gift multiple people $15,000, not a cat. So I can give Jordan $15,000 mm-hmm. and I can give his wife $15,000, not a, a total cap overall. Okay. Okay. That's, that's 30K total. I'm yeah, just keeping track of the number. Yeah. So let's say, right, you have two parents, right? So they can. Now, normally this is tax. So you, you would be think when if I'm married, that it would be still 15K. Nope. It's 30K because your dad can gift you 15K and your mom can gift you 15K in a tax year. That's $30,000. You pay no taxes on it. Okay. Let's say you're about to get married. Mm-hmm. So what do you also have? They have an in-law or soon to be in-law and they're mm-hmm. about to pay for your wedding. So then they double that. They can gift you know their son or daughter-in-law another $30,000. That's 60. Hold on. You're about to get married. So then you have in-laws as well. So mm-hmm. then your in-laws do the same thing. So they give you 30K and then they give their son or daughter 30K, right? So that's 30, 30, 30, 30. That's $120,000. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Generational wealth. Now we're going to throw in some grandparents. Okay. How many sets of grandparents do you have? You would have two. But when you get in-laws, you get four. Mm-hmm. Okay. And each set is $30,000. So in this case, it'd be six sets, right? So 30,000 times six, that's $180,000 that you get and $180,000 that your spouse gets for a total of $360,000 you can receive in one year, no taxes at all. That's uh-huh. how you see some of your peers, how do they get the wedding paid for, and college, and that. that this is just one method. Not, I'm not even talking about you know having college funds set up, things of that nature, but that's, don't do this. Speak with an, a tax professional, but that is, that is in the tax code, and that is just a way people are using things to their advantage, but obviously, if y'all picked it up, you need to have the $15,000 right. or 30K. Clearly, you have to be in a high cash position. Clearly, <laughs> right, to get that. But that's when y'all be seeing, like, how did they get married in the house? No. Or their, their parents gifted them the down payment? Yes, their parents gifted them the down payment. And again, they can gift them 30K on December 31st, 2021, then gift them 30K on January 1st. 2022 60k right there. that's a cheat code bro. that's like one of the grant like the san andreas one you know what I mean? like, you got it memorized that's tax-free right so you, you you can make use of that then on top of that when we talk about um colleges so let's say they have the esa or 529 i i'm going to define those in a little bit but let's say they have one of those let's say you have 100k i think we brought this up before Maybe not. I can't, see, I can never remember if we said it on here or if we said it to each other. But let's say you got a hundred. <laughs> talk a lot, yeah. Yo. Let's say we have a, you have a hundred k in a college savings account for you, right? In ESA. Mm-hmm. But let's say you get a full ride for that hundred k. So now you have a hundred k plus in, the yeah plus scholarship money. Scholarship money. Yeah. But now you got the hundred k sitting there in your college savings account. Well, it's like, well, I don't need this for college. I have to pay the ten percent penalty and the taxes on it. Nope. Any money you get in scholarship money, you can take out of your um. ESA or 529 tax free. Any so in this case, if it's a hundred dollar scholarship and a hundred dollars in a college savings account, you just got a hundred thousand dollar growth tax free. Mm. That, that's called a Roth IRA or HSA. 
that's the, that's the to my knowledge that's the only other way you can just truly simply do it that way so they just went to school full ride right and their parents invested in them and got 100k that's their wedding and their down payment then you double that right with their spouse so that's 200k right then remember that 360 in a year two plus 360 that's about it's a half a million dollars that's what i'm talking about the money kids in law religion and watching who your kids are marrying into <laughs> okay i think because a lot oh, you're, mm. see a lot get into it come on bro. a lot get a lot into, of <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> go ahead give it to him okay see because this this is how some of our peers are able to transfer some people don't say generational wealth they say transformational wealth it's all the same thing money for people after you obviously call it what you want to call it but this is how some of your peers are able to do that and then let's say you scale it up to not just parents and grandparents right anyone can gift you this fifteen thousand dollars aunts uncles then on top of that guess who they can give the money to your kids mm-hmm. never mind <laughs> so and that they don't to my knowledge they don't use this you know a lot but it's just one of the ways that you can move money around. yeah 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 you can have ta- tax shelters for your for your money and like i said create the least of tax least amount of taxable events and pay the least amount of taxes as possible mm-hmm. okay because a lot of you, you want this. Is why I got put in the work. Because most of you want to be the wealthy grandchild and the wealthy grandparent. However, if your grandparents are not wealthy, you can't be the wealthy grandchild. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of you want to inherit your own inheritance. You want to be Martin and Jaden. You want to be Martin Luther King Jr. and you want to be Jaden Smith. You want to start the civil rights movement and you want your dad to be Will Smith and your mom to be Jada Pickett. You can't. You can't be both. Okay. So you got you got to pick which one of those you're going to be. Right. And most of us are first generation. So you, you have to build the foundation. And in short everyone after you you want to make sure everyone after you has more money than you mm. that, that that's the whole point, point point of this a generational wealth so you you, you want to say i'm going to be the poorest person right or the last however you look at the last poorest person of my family everyone else after me is going to have more and more money than i do i'm okay with being the poorest person yep. but you got to know what my version of poor is look <laughs> my poorest to... person is more it's, it's good my poor is going to be greater than some of y'all's yeah. wealth but it's okay yeah. <laughs> put it like the sam walton that started walmart he was he had about 70 million excuse me 70 billion when he died now all of his children have 50 billion net worth mm. and he had four kids now one of them dies he has three so they have less than him but total right he yeah. I'm gonna get into that just just a little bit, okay? So again, generational wealth. Most most of this is not for you, right? It's after you, <laughs> okay? Because it's generational wealth, okay? So make sure if you're first generation, you gotta make sure you build that pipeline, that initial foundation, so that the wealth can stay in your family and it actually stays. Remember, eighty percent chance that your kids are gonna lose it, okay? And you might be there, you might watch them lose it. Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay. Now, remember, when I was talking about wealth, the last episode, Investing 101, that's that's 20, 30, 40 years worth of compound interest. Okay. Now we're about to get into the, the questionnaire, the, the question of the day. Okay. But when we talk about generational wealth, we talk about 40 plus years. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years of compound interest. Okay. So if you do $500 invested for 100 years every month. Okay. At at ten at ten percent, Jordan, how much money do you think that is? I don't is? know. Look, guys, just guys. <laughs> Let me see. Five times twelve is six thousand. <laughs> right? Times times a hundred. Okay. Right. That's that's six hundred thousand dollars. You said how much? Ten percent return. Was that sixty grand? But but that's that's that's. Hold on. I, he gonna make me do the compound interest math on the, <laughs> on the air. That's sixty grand. Just give a ballpark. How many? You know, how many millions do you think it is? Let's say. I'm gonna say five. You think it's five million if you invest five hundred dollars for twelve months for hundred straight years at ten percent return? I'm gonna say five. 
Five million? I'm gonna say five million. Jordan, it's five it's, it's five million when you do like forty years of ten percent return. Look you told me to guess. It's nine hundred million dollars. Look, <laughs> Hey, I was never gonna get to, you mad I'm mad you have me out here doing that. I was never gonna get to nine hundred million dollars. I was trying I was, I was screaming from the beginning. I was I was hoping you was gonna scale it up a little bit when I said, Are you sure? Yeah, I mean put it like this. Then I would have went to fifty and it still wasn't close. Hey, put it like this. I would at least you in at fifty. Okay. Right, okay. It's about nine hundred million dollars if you invest five hundred dollars twelve straight times across, you know, a hundred a hundred years at ten percent return. It's roughly nine hundred million dollars. If now you're talking about hedge funds, billionaires, remember talking about that legacy now, right? The the 1% y'all hate, they be trying to do hedge funds to get that extra 1%, 2%. If you instead get 11% return on this $500, it's almost $2 billion. Mm. That 1% over 100 years doubles this. And then again, y'all be wanting to take vacations. Y'all be wanting this balanced life because y'all selfish. You think it's about you. It's not about you. Again, a lot. I don't even know if I'm here yet. This probably y'all be sounding dumb to me, which is up next. But a lot of you don't realize you were literally your parents and your grandparents adjusted for the generation. Mm. Like you, 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 like you don't have more money. One more time. One more time. A lot of you are your parents and your grandparents adjusted for the generation. You don't make more money than them. You don't have more money than them. You make the same financial decisions that they are making. You're a lot. Oh Jesus! I'm telling you, when I see when I see the children of millennials with student loan debt, I'm running. I'm 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 gonna scroll back 20 years. Hopefully, my RFI is not acting up my carpal tunnels. But <laughs> hopefully, I have a social media director by then who can do this for me. Yes. However, or I could just start grabbing them now. As Anyways, well as the audio engineer. <laughs> right. <laughs> In 20 years, I could just get the screenshots now and just make a folder for it. Hey. However, though, a lot again. What decisions did y'all parents make? Right. Well, we had the money, but we. Your great. And now, and now you have the debt, right? Now you're in the situation where, remember, I said it kicked down two generations. Now you got to try to figure it out. But you're really making the same gener- the same mistakes. Again, do find a um, what is it? A uh, an inflation calculator and run your income back to you know what it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago. You're probably not making much more money than them. <laughs> Dummies, y'all. I was say y'all don't even put no work. Y'all don't even do no research. It's very inf- inflation. Y'all know about inflation, but then you don't even you say you make more money than your grandmother. But did you at least do the inflation calculator to actually see that? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. You make more stuff costs more. You make the same. Okay. Right. So now for some reason, I'm going to, I meant to post the reel for this, but we had the house warming, but I'm going to do, I'm going to actually post the compound interest calculator. So y'all don't think I'm lying as y'all probably normally think I do be lying on here, but y'all thinking, wait, Corey, a hundred years, a billion dollars. Yes. Now I'm going to get into them families. I was teasing about for the generation of wealth. Do you know, see, here we go. More, how many questions I got today? Do you know who Henry Ford is? I'm talking about the maker of the, the automobiles. Is it? Yes. Okay. No, actually, yeah. don't don't piss off black people. He invented the assembly line. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got you. I'm yes. Like, Look. All right. That's Henry Ford. I'm one for like thirty, but it's okay. Hey, I'll that, take it. That might be the first one you really got right. To be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, put it like this. Don't be doing no fitness stuff because I'm gonna be pleading the fifth. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> I don't. Your your stuff. My is, episode is coming. Yeah. Your stuff got too many letters in it, right? Yes. Yeah, so you actually know the stuff too, right? Because you passed the test. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So that's Henry Ford, right? Then do you know who Harvey Firestone is? Nope. Do you know what Firestone is? Tires. Yes, okay. right? What if I told you Henry Ford's great-great-granddaughter and Harvey Firestone's great-granddaughter is the same woman? Oh, wow. Remember when I talk about that monarchy and mm-hmm. making... They connected. So if those of y'all who, who know how old, obviously they're dead, but that's about 100 years ago. Hmm. And how, how much money... Oh, billion... Okay, now, <laughs> don't play with me. Don't play with me. Now, here's the one that made me real upset. So, the, I know you know the Rams. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember when the Rams were moving. 
from uh, St. Louis to Los Angeles. However, when I was watching NFL Network a lot, the when the Colts moved from uh, Baltimore to Indianapolis, that, they just ran that a lot. And they made it very clear that the fans didn't hate the owner. They were just mad the team was leaving. So I referenced that to when the Rams were leaving St. Louis to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They said the fans really hated the owner. I'm like, why, why do they hate the owner? Like, what, what, what's the issue with him? So I looked him up. His name is Stan Kroenke. Okay, he is a, he um he has a sports conglomerate. He owns the Rams, Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. He owns the Colorado Avalanche. He owns the Denver Nuggets. He owns um, um a lacrosse team. He owns Arsenal. For those who know Arsenal, that's one of the that's like owning like the Yankees or the Red Sox as far as uh, European soccer. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest European soccer league team, and soccer is the biggest sport in the world. And um like I said, he owns a lacrosse team, and he owns like some you know gaming league teams now as well. He owns a whole big sport conglomerate. So I'm scrolling through. And they got the sp- you know, their spouses on the right side, right? The initial information. Mm-hmm. And his wife is, has a blue name, which means she, she's famous too, obviously. She has a hyperlink. Gotcha. And I'm looking at her name and I said, why is her last name Walton? The Walton last name is the Walmart last name. Corey, did you just say someone who owns the Rams is married to someone who is a Walmart heir? Yes. Now, hopefully they just got married. Nope. They've been married like 40 years. And nope. they got all their kids the same. So if y'all picking it up, this means when they die, inheritance, generational wealth, Walmart is going to own the Los Angeles Rams. Mm. Then we talk about making that money when Walmart sells a Los Angeles Rams jersey. How, how much do you think that money d- just reciprocates? So oh, back back to over, so over. back to that monarchy type stuff. Now obviously don't you don't force your kids, but however, if you could set up the Walmart. Los Angeles. I don't see. That's the thing. Do you do you think Henry Ford was like, yeah, we're gonna be part of Firestone? Do you think Sam? First off, Henry Ford. They own the Lions now. The football wasn't invented when he started. Like it wasn't even there. <laughs> okay. And I don't think Sam Walton was like, yeah, we're gonna make sure we got some sports teams. Now you have to have a setup different. Technically, his wife owns the Denver Nuggets because they can't have owners, you know, across leagues right. unless you um get grandfathered in. But yeah, Walmart is gonna own a whole bunch of sports teams and probably next. Well, let me not put death on them, but you know. Not, you know, next 50 years, you know, they're not going to live another 50 years. Right. So, but yeah. Next generation. Yeah, so, next right? generation. Yeah, yeah. So, right? <laughs> let me, let me, but by the way, Ann Walton, her dad is not Sam Walton. Her dad is Bud Walton. So Sam Walton is actually the founder. That's why we got Sam's and Walmart. Mm-hmm. So her uncle is Sam Walton. So then $50, million, $50 billion that I said for net worth, mm-hmm. those are her first cousins. Her net worth is like $10 billion. Got you. That, hold on. Th- wait, the first cousin, the, fir- the first cousins got $50 billion each, three of them. And then the, the the other first cousin got ten billion and then married to a sports conglomerate. Come on, y'all. What? Yeah. How y'all gonna compete with that? How? What are we gonna? What are we doing? Y'all taking vacation? Please. That's because <laughs> that's what people complain. People will complain. Oh my goodness. How do we compete? How do we compete? Look. Make your kid marry somebody who got some money. Because <laughs> that's what uh the quote unquote man is doing to you. Okay. Shouldn't shouldn't they be in love, Corey? No, marriage is not about love. Marriage <laughs> is all about business. But I'm not married. I am single. Again, don't don't put me in this position. We will clear this up though. I, 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 I was being funny. <laughs> hey, I, know, I know you. Guys. I know you being facetious. <laughs> hey, you said your wife said that. She said it's a business. You better, best believe it. Hey. Oh my goodness. But okay. So the end game. We're about to wrap up here soon. So the end game. Okay, is actually not to really start a business, quote unquote. Okay, it's actually about acquiring and merging businesses. Okay, remember how I said Walmart, they didn't start the sport conglomerate, right? Ford, Ford didn't start Firestone. They, they merged or got acquired together. Obviously, that's, you know, be a marriage or law, right? That type of business transaction, the easiest one. We ain't got to pay no taxes. <laughs> Spouses don't got to pay no taxes when you pass away. We'll get into wills of trust in a little bit. But what did Google do, y'all? They just bought YouTube. 
why they didn't make it why 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 you get to the point where you start a quant remember i said it's about it's not about playing the best victim card we buy assets you want to get to the point where you have enough capital where you can be facebook and say how they just post some pictures on instagram and taking away our traffic we got pictures too all right we just buy them <laughs> all right and then instagram's competing with vine now right it's like wait Y'all want videos? Well, they were. Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> Y'all want videos? I said this. To, I, see, I got it now. I said whoever whoever does videos and pictures is going to win. <laughs> and, yeah. and Instagram did it first. <laughs> and they, they were some jerks who they did 15 second videos. That's the first thing they did. Mm-hmm. So they did double plus a second. Why? Like, what, what is <laughs> <laughs> So you want to, and this is not for everybody, but when I talk about y'all comparing against you know, our competitors out here, you want to get yourself in. I mean, when you're investing, you buy, you're investing, buying other businesses. But for those of you who are truly into your entrepreneurship mindset and really get out here and grinding, don't think that you have to do everything on your own the entire time. Get to the point where you can actually have some liquidity and you can start buying some other businesses that are going to do well. Again, Google bought YouTube. Again, they always say this. YouTube is the second biggest search engine. YouTube and Google is the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) The people say this. YouTube is the second. What happened is every time you go to Google and type in a video or, you know, a video popped up, it was YouTube. They just bought them. (laughs) Simple logic, right? Facebook and Instagram. They was like, well, they have just the pictures and people like that. Where you have Pinterest, right? Those type of things. They're like, okay, what is buying? It's, it's buying, right? Why we why why don't reinvent the wheel, right? Start if you can put yourself in position to start buying things. That's what you want to do because that's what you do with real estate. How many how many people get into real estate to buy new construction? They be, mm-hmm. they, the house is already built. The mm-hmm. business is already built. The business is already there. Okay, and then on top of that, why you want to be liquid? Two thousand eight market crash. A lot of you probably in the investing. You heard what Warren Buffett said and uh. Um, what's the guy, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Dan, Dan Gilbert, they said, they said, all right, the economy's crashing, real estate is down, let's buy up all of Detroit. I'm sorry, what? I thought the economy was bad. Nah, it's cheap, it's gonna go back up. Yeah, you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> now I see why y'all can't wait, for, that's why they say it's just on sale, the, the economy does not crash, it just goes on sale. When the economy crashes, that's the Second Amendment right thing I be talking about. But it just goes on sale when it goes down, which mm-hmm. I needed to do because I'm trying to make a play. Yes. I just needed to go down just a little bit under 400 so I can get in there. Hey. Okay. Go as low as it wants to go for me, you know, but <laughs> I would like for it to get in under the 400s. But yeah, you want to be in a position where you have the liquidity to make a play when things go for cheap. Okay. And now we're talking about the families here. So I'm talking about trust and wills. Should you get a trust? Should you get a will? Which one should you get, Jordan? You can choose one, one or both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Both is the general answer. Two for 30. Mm. Yeah. Two for, two for th- <laughs> one for 15. Yes. No. Everyone should have a will. Okay. Everyone can get a trust. However, most people, I was talking about that $10 million estate. If you're not going to have less than that, most of you probably will not need a trust. A trust is a lot more to manage. All of you need a will. Everyone might not need a trust because most of you, your assets are going to be essentially your retirement and one real estate property. And you just split that in half amongst your children once both the parents die. Excuse me. However, for those of you going to get that 10 million plus, you're probably going to have a trust and you can have preferably a living trust and a revocable trust. Revocable means that you can change it. Irrevocable means it can't be changed. Mm. And a living trust means while you're living, you're, you're still the trustee. So you can you are actually managing it yourself It's inside the trust, but you're the manager of it versus having something, like I said, on power where someone else is the manager of the estate. Let me say this. 
get with a, a state attorney and a state planner when you're doing any of this stuff. Because <laughs> I am not one of those. So don't take, you know, take all of this uh, to heart. Obviously, get with a professional from an estate planning standpoint. Everyone needs a will. Most people should look into getting a trust. The great thing with the trust is the more assets you have, the more it becomes a necessity to have it. So you can do your trust research as you're building your assets. This is the work y'all got to put in and stop going on vacation. You can do two for one here. Okay. You need the will. The will is mainly going to, is mainly for we die, you know, and our children are under 18. Who is the guardian? Right. Okay, because when you have assets in a will, you have to go through a probate, which is when it goes to court. And that's when people come out of nowhere talking about, well, this is my money and I need it now and things of that nature. However, with a trust, it bypasses all that. So you you can just say, all right, this person gets this amount of money. This person gets that. You don't have to do a probate with it. Okay. now life insurance doesn't go through the probate. So you don't have to worry about that as far as, you know, whoever your beneficiary is. They'll just get that even if you have if you have a will and not a trust. Life insurance doesn't get lumped into that. Okay. so, again, everyone needs to get a will. Everyone should have a will. um, But trust would be as you're building your wealth, as you're getting more assets or as things are more complicated. Again, speak with professional looking to get into trust and trust a little bit more expensive as well. And then you can get trust for cheap, but you're usually going to need an estate planner for it which mm-hmm. costs more money than you know just managing it yourself which you know obviously but we're going to speak it into existence for us in our community oh, so yeah. everybody will have a will and a and trust. trust yeah All right. most people should get trust that help that has legal benefits and things of that nature but again from a true dollar amount standpoint if you're going to looking to get over that 10 million you know look at looking to have um having that in place obviously if you're still in debt you don't need to you don't need to trust right. <laughs> And put it like this: that that estate's gonna be negative. It will get, and, and, <laughs> get settled one way or another. <laughs> and I, I was talking about the joint accounts. Remember, you will um, if you don't have this stuff set up right, will estate. You will. I know that that, that car is that Listen. Jordan's neighbors out here humming. Are they on the road? The, yeah. Dang, they they, they not near us. Anyway, shout <laughs> hey, shout to the mics. We, we got the audio issues. Fixed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if you don't have some of these things set up the state gets involved in your estate so they can like if you don't have a will set up and you you and your spouse die and you don't say you know my my parents or their parents are going to be the guardians of our children then the state can come in to play and set that up that goes back to the team building though and things of that nature like ho- hopefully somebody on your team you would trust with your kids maybe not me because i'm crazy but at least you know they got their money straight <laughs> no small no, price to pay they'd be yeah. all right look at <laughs> They will have a great life. I'm chill. Yeah, I'm chill. But um, hey, I'm that. I'm gonna be that dad. At that game. People be counting LeBron at the games. If y'all, if y'all have not been to a like a friend or a younger siblings game or kids game, bruh, it's showing out. It's showing, and it's not even my kid. This, this is my. This boy is eight, 17 years old. I'm out here screaming out the top of my lungs for him. I'm calling. I'm calling out. I'm messing up his highlight tape. I'm calling out the route before he even run it. It's going to like it's bad. It's bad. I'm like, oh lord, this is not even my blood. But uh, yeah. So you want to definitely get the wheels, and then obviously look into. It. Trust are more in depth, right? Trusts are a lot more in depth and more complicated. So, um, you know, as you start building your wealth, you are looking to get into a trust. Now, let's get into custodial accounts, UGMAs or UTMAs, and then ESAs and 529s. So, a custodial account is when essentially the parent opens up an account for the child, you know, a minor, and the minor has no access to it, and the parent is in charge of or the custodian of the account, and the child is the beneficiary of it. You can get a custodial account at a bank. I don't recommend getting a bank account as a custodial account for your child. It it just doesn't make no sense. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. Because usually you get a custodial account because you're going to be dumping money into this. And obviously from an investing standpoint, don't put money in the bank account. Right. Just get just open them a regular account because your five year old, they can. 
they can take the money out. <laughs> highly, un- highly unlikely, though. Highly right. unlikely that they can take it out. Because if you have a passport, you can do withdrawals usually. And you can get a passport at any age. And if they find a way to match that signature... <laughs> It's a wrap. <laughs> right, but rarely is that the case that you're obviously your five years want to do that. But obviously from an investing standpoint, you know, your sixteen year old has a you know, their college fund, right? You don't might not want to, right if it's in their bank account, they they can just take that out. <laughs> right. So yeah, bank account, I wouldn't recommend getting a custodial account. Just get them a regular big boy, big girl account. And you know the the husband, the mom, even the mom and the dad, you guys will be joint owners on that account. And you know you'll have the will set up. So if y'all pass away, you know. All, the, all those things are taken care of. But I would never recommend getting a custodial account uh, from a bank account. However, investing, I would recommend getting a custodial account when it comes to uh, open up a personal brokerage account for your child. Um, so now we're transitioning to UGMAS versus UPMAS. Okay. Uh, UPMAS stand for, um, shoot, is it uniform? I think it's uniform gift. Uh, I don't know. The other one is transfer. I was like, you ain't got to guess, right? Look at that. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, okay. Uniform Gifts to Minors Act, and then uh, um, UGMA is Uniform Transfers to Minors Act. The UGMA is old, and the UGMA is new. They both still exist, but the UGMA is just another derivative um, from it. Don't get an UGMA. Get an UGMA. However, these are state based. If you live in South Carolina, you can't get an UGMA. Mm. <laughs> That's Dang, what, I hey, got family there. <laughs> I, think, I think in 2020 it was Vermont too, but Vermont wanted to change it and. It's, 20, it's 2021 now, but in 2020, it was South Carolina and Vermont that didn't offer an UPMA. Uh, the biggest difference between an UPMA and an UGMA is that um, UPMAs, you can put more uh, at different types of asset classes inside of it. Like, there's literally no reason to get an UGMA now that the UGMAs exist unless you live in South Carolina because you, <laughs> you can't get it. Again, these are state-based. Again, get with a professional when you're setting these things up. But essentially, this is another uh, custodial account, the main one, and you'll be in control of it and you'll be able to put investments in here you can put real estate in here you can put artwork in here essentially almost any asset you can put inside this and then based off of the state it's most places it's 21 but it can be 18 and in some places like california you can set it up to where it's 25 that's the age that that now these are uh, irrevocable so once it transfers over it, that's right that, that is it's all it's um, a done deal but you know once they turn 18 21 or 25 depending on the state your child has all those assets now the one knock to this is that you know once it's theirs it is theirs, and they can. You might have been using this as a college savings. <laughs> However, they don't have to spend it on college savings. And again, irrevocable. You not. They grow legally. You have no more say so. Okay. So to compensate for that, right, Corey? What do we do? Right. Obviously, you use a college savings account. <laughs> so we have ESA education savings account. Is Jordan? He's no sneeze. Did you do it? On it, man. I've been fighting that on for like ten seconds. Anyways. Yeah, but uh, so you have ESA and you have five twenty nine. So okay. five twenty nine again, tax code okay. section of the tax code. So you can just go there and see what it is. But ESA is education savings account. ESAs have an income limit. It's one hundred ten thousand dollars for single people, and two hundred twenty thousand dollars for married people. That's the uh, income limit to con- uh, that you can contribute to it. The contribution limit is two thousand dollars, which for college is not a lot of money because that's thirty six thousand dollars I need growth on, which is not where college <laughs> is about to be at. It. Right. However, you can open up multiple education savings accounts. Okay. So that the con you can put two thousand dollars in one, but you can open up more than one. Gotcha. Okay. And then a five twenty nine, essentially the same thing, except they do not have income contribution limits, and they technically do not have contribution limits as far as like two thousand dollars however the gift tax limit applies here you can't you can't put more than fifteen thousand dollars in there technically thirty thousand dollars right mom and dad however 
anyone can contribute money into this. So the grandparents can put money here as well. There is a, um, a limit on how much you can put in 529s. 529s, just like Upmas, they're uh, state-based. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, you can get, if you live in Maryland or D.C., you can get a Florida um, 529s. You can get a 529 in any state. Work with the professional. See which one is the best for your family and your children. But the um, the most money you can put into it is between $235,000 and a little over $500,000, which hopefully is enough money for college in 20 <laughs> years. But, but like this, it might not be. So I'm sorry if that's not it. But again, that's how much money you can contribute, not how much money can be in there. Also with ESAs, just like they're more on the, um, they really, uh, I think they were first called like uh, education IRAs. So IRAs, what can you do besides a simple IRA? You can invest into the entire stock market. Mm, okay. okay. So even though you put that $2,000 in, if you want to hit that AMC lick, you can do that, right? If you want to, <laughs> right? You can want to invest in single stocks. You can with 529s. There are, you can only invest in certain mutual funds. Those are more so like your 401k. So you can't invest into the entire stock market. So that's a balance there. I did say before, I thought the um, contribution limit was $13,000. That was that $15,000 gift tax limit I was thinking of that you can put into it. And when you divvy out, you know, $235,000 divided by 18, it's $13,000. So, you know, <laughs> just for an even math. So, yep, those are custodial accounts. Again, generational wealth, things you can set up for your kids, 529s and ESAs. You can transfer those over to siblings. So you give have one kid, right, and they don't use all the money, you can transfer over to the other one. Or how about this? Your kid, for an ESA, all the money has to be spent by the time they're 30. You can take the money out for ESA and 529s, college savings, tax deferred if you use it for you know a college expense that the IRS deems one. However, for an ESA at 18, you cannot contribute into it after they turn 18. So you really only get 18 years. You can still transfer the money, though, to, to a sibling. However, once they turn 30, all that money has to either be you know spent or you can withdraw it. You'll pay just like a 401k loan. You pay a 10 percent penalty and it gets taxed at their tax rate. However, for a 529, same situation as far as doing withdrawals that aren't um, college related, 10 percent um, penalty and then the tax rate, 529s, you can keep it. There's no uh, age limit. If you want to go back to school at 40, you got 529, you can use that money. OK, now, remember, you can transfer this from you know, sibling, right, grandchild, no daughter, things of that nature. So you can have a 529 as an adult from your parent and that compound is just growing and growing. Then when you have kids, you can transfer it to them. So that's that compound interest I was talking about where how do I, Corey, you said I can get 20 years worth of compound interest on an 18 year old. No, you can get like 30, 40 because if you have, no, excuse me, it's like, it's like 60. If you're, if you, let's, let me see, let's, let's say, um, let's say 48, you have your first kid at 30, right? And your parents opened up a 529 for you when you were born. So you got 30 years of that growth. Then when your child is born, when you have them at 30, right, you transfer to them. And they use it 18. That's 48 years. Your child got 48 years of growth being 18 years old. That's a generational wealth. That's why I talk about the tone. That's why I talk about I don't care and y'all be sounding dumb. That's why I say you can't go on vacation because the money is there. But you are electing to neglect to put the work in and make the sacrifices. And that's why I'm telling you, y'all better y'all better hope I either die or I'm wrong. Because I'm telling you, if y'all be posting the don't, I'm telling you, do not say that you are a millennial and your child got student loan debt. I'm posting the pandemic photo. Y'all are pissing me off. Hey, the black people especially. Fatality. Yeah, and, and, and hey, not just a fatality. Yeah, I, I I did I took no damage and I and I got the fatality. For the, 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 the nerves got that, but yeah, flawless victory. I see you. I see you trying to play one. No, you good? Oh, you, you good? good. Okay. Good. All right. Now, what's the last second to last section? Y'all sounding dumb to me. Okay, <laughs> that's the name of the section, by the way. 
all right i said this before i just want to play that because you know pur- purge purge is here y'all be posting people who if you died they wouldn't make sure your kids was fed mm. this is what we talk about the first thing i recommend is what building a team building a team okay now we're talking about that generational wealth that legacy unfortunately somebody on your team maybe not your team but some, on somebody's team is going to die early so how is it that what you want to be dispensed into your children is still going to be dismissed into them well if you build a team and you have like-minded people you have good job see that that's yeah. inheritance that's the inheritance too it's not just about the money okay see now how well do you know your friends I think I know him pretty well. Okay, yeah. How well do you how well do you know your friends, Jordan? I think I know him pretty well. I'm sitting next to one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. No, all right, all right. Would yeah. you be able to make sure that their estate is handled properly? Not that you would actually be the trustee, but would it be like, Corey, you you die. You definitely know my <laughs> your father don't want you to have no debt. <laughs> this is not an opinion. <laughs> facts. All hey, facts. First off, again, back to generational wealth. I got the internet timestamp. So kids, grandkids, after look. I'm going to just pull up the podcast and play it for him. (laughs) No debt. No debt. No debt. No debt. No debt. You ain't got to worry about that. But are you around? Right. You're the sum of the five closest people you're around. So some of you be saying you're not trash, but everyone in your group trash, your group chat is trash. So you trash that. That's That's how association works. Right. Yeah. See, this is why y'all be saying I'm not trash. You're trash. You're trash, trash because all your friends are trash. Okay. so that's why you might need to cut some people off. Right. But again, like I said, unfortunately, prepare for the worst case scenario. Unfortunately, someone, you know, they are not going to raise their child up to 18 years old. Are you in the position of putting in the work to make sure however your friend wants to raise their children? You're going to make sure that happens. OK, you're going you're gonna to make sure that happens. All right. And then the next thing is. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you see that I even put this. I even put the yeah. laugh. <laughs> I'm crazy. I even put. I put a laughing face in here. A lot of y'all be asking questions that aren't new. This goes back to uh, me saying I'm giving information your grandparents should have gave you. A lot of these questions are old. How do I budget? What <laughs> these are things your parents are. Oh, merging finances with a, a spouse. This is what your parents should have taught you at least. <laughs> I got it on here. There we go. How to combine finances with your spouse. What, what did your parents teach you about finances? Nothing. Welcome to court in full effect. You're dealing with me now. Okay. A lot of y'all be asking real, real old questions. And that's why I just be like, just budget and get up out my face and buy SPLG. Since you're saying you're struggling, it's $50, $60 and you go get that hundred percent return. Drink. Leave me alone. And drink water while you do it. Oh, yeah. Drink water. Yeah, wa- budget. Exercise 30 minutes a day. Yeah. hundred percent returns over five years. Right. Ooh, excuse me. Okay, then on top, oh, I said this, I'm going to say it again. A lot of you are your parents adjusting for this generation, okay? The apple don't fall far from the tree. That's why they say that. So when you start running these inflation numbers and you start realizing, see, y'all not going to realize you're your parents or your grandparents until you have children and realize your children in the same position you were in. Mm. Y'all sounding dumb to me. But again, I'm just, we going to have to wait till that comes to fruition. That is what it is. And back to y'all. Oh, here we go. Black people. A lot, a lot of the older generation always talk about how they wish they knew X, Y, and Z when they were younger. Well, you are the younger, right? I mean, unless you went in high school, right? You are the younger. But a lot of people, or a lot of your, remember talking about kicking the sacrifices down the road. Like the longer you wait to make the sacrifices, the harder it's going to get. You still have to make these sacrifices regardless of how old you are. So if your parents in their fifties and sixties mm-hmm. and they don't got no retirement and they got all this debt, they still got to pay off all the debt. <laughs> <laughs> But they should have did that in their 20s. But they, 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 they kicked it down 30 years. And for those of y'all who have the 
deal with 50s and 60 year olds and say, you still got the mortgage? You still got all this debt and your retirement underfunded? It's like, you about to hate me. Because yeah. they, they have no, the time is out. The, mm-hmm. That's the one thing they don't have. And they, they're, 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 more, they're realizing their mortality. Yeah, they're out of chips. They're running out of them. They're, they're halfway out. They're realizing their mortality and they really, again, the RMD, required minimum distribution age, they got less than, you know, 20 years or so. And that catch up contribution is nothing because they can't afford to put $26,000 away pre-tax over $2,000 a month. They can't afford to do another $7,000 as far as an IRA. They can't afford that because they got likely higher medical expenses now. And on top of that, they probably didn't. They didn't fumble the ultra bag, and instead of that 80s or 90s mortgage payment, they went and refinanced and got a 2020 mortgage payment on the same house. Oh my, you know, $800, dollars right? And then they went refinanced and then they got a $2,000 payment. Okay. So when you hear that, people be lying. They don't, if they could go back in time, they wouldn't do it. That's why they at where they're at. And even now, when they're faced with the ability to make the sacrifices, because even if you're 50 and your time's underfunded and you got all this debt and stuff, you can you can still make it. But again, the sacrifices is just um, ripping it's, the band aid off, then throwing alcohol on. It's, it's just bad. Really real. Okay. And what's that? That's that mindset. Okay. They don't want to change the mindset. Okay. And then on top of that, because we're talking about kids and the family right now, right? A lot of you want to make money. I told you this, Jordan. That's cool if you want to make money, mm-hmm. but you really need to figure out how many soccer games you want to miss because you can't you can't be at all the events, especially if you want to start a business. You're mm-hmm. going to have to make sacrifices somewhere. So essentially, the more soccer games you want to attend or, you know, basketball, baseball, whatever, right? right the less money you're essentially going to have. That that's how you you can't work. I mean, now you got Facetime. You can be. Well, well, remember uh, La La did the Carmelo. Yeah, <laughs> he was at work. He did that generational wealth. So hey. I guess you could do it that way. But that was bad. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got Facetime now. But if you want, if you want to, and that's okay too, by the way, right? Wealth is health, right? Excuse me, health is wealth. But also, the, you know, what lifestyle do you want to live? If you want to be at all your kids' games. Then that's fine. Go to all your kids' games. We have to accept that. That's going to put you in a less advantageous situation to make as much money as possible, but not that you're not going to retire a millionaire, that you're going to have all this debt and live paycheck to paycheck. That's not what I'm saying. It's for those of you who really want to start that business and you're trying to have, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year that you're making. Go. You can. You cannot go to the soccer games. There's not enough time in the day. I wish there was because I love soccer games, but it's not. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> And like I said before, the goal is to make sure everyone after you has as much money as possible. Okay, so let's say you don't. Oh my goodness! Back to the sacrifices. This is this is the theme. I'm not name the sacrifices, but I can't. I already got the title. Anyways, let's say you don't make enough sacrifices and you end up with a million dollars less in your retirement. Okay, that's a million dollars out of your kids' hands from a generational wealth standpoint. So now, what do your kids have to do? They have to go get that million dollars back. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they don't just get the million dollars back. They have to get the compound interest. On the million, on the million dollars back. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Taxes. Oh wait, 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 wait! Inflation. How? Sounds sound something your grandkids gonna have to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Now see, we're almost done. That. Oh, you I just scroll down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. Okay, because now we're talking about relationships, right? And children. And then I'm talking about picking the picking your spouse. Okay, Lord, please do not let this freaking time <laughs> storage go out. All right, I said I was going to save the 300k example for generational wealth, and here we are. It's the last thing I'm going to do. We got the closer, and we done. So, a lot of oh yeah, we good. We don't got oh yeah, we sweet sweet. We only use a gig. 
That's great. Do you think? I hope it's updated. I hope, I hope it's updated I, a lot. Listen, I, I, I think it is. I've <laughs> oh, said two before. So okay. So I'm going to spend $300,000 gross income, pre-tax, right? Gross, gross, gross. Married. Okay. For those of you talking about, you know, I'm trying to get somebody who make a certain amount of money, reference to cancel this episode. Is your <laughs> Does your man have to pay an entire mortgage? Your man? I don't know. But your husband? Yeah. Uh, we got to sit down and have a budget meeting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 300K, right? How much is 300K gross? Well, what is the first thing you have to do if you're making making 300K or any type of money? Pay What's, taxes. Yes, pay tax. But before that, that's, that's a tax. Remember, you have pre-tax deductions. Okay. What's the biggest one I talk about? Tides? Not tides. Okay. Investments. 15%. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 15% of 300,000 is what? Let me do it this 15 way. 15 times 3 is what, Jordan? No, 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 You said 15% of 300,000, right? Yes. So the way I would do that is 10% of 300,000 is 30,000, okay. right? And then half of that is 15. Okay. So then 30 plus 15 is 45. Okay. That's right. Okay. What I would I do is I do 3 times 15, which is 45. Got you. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Math my brain is all works different. weird. Hey. The I'm number a, was right, though. Yeah, the number was right. <laughs> it, hey, show your work. $45,000 gone. Out of th- now, we're, now we're at $255,000. And all, all we did, was, remember, you got, are we going to under under our retirement? Right. Or are we going to make sure it's, it's, it's properly funded? Mm. That's what I thought. Okay, now, wait a minute, Corey. You said that this has to be the total amount is pre-tax dollars of $45,000. You also said that you can only invest $19,500 pre-tax. You so I can't put... So easy math. Let's say twenty k, right? So we put twenty k away pre tax. Then we got another twenty five thousand dollars that we have to invest, mm-hmm. right? And that's roughly, um, what is that? That's yeah, two thousand dollars a month, right? Yeah, twenty five. Okay, boom. So there's there's that. Now now we got to kick that out kick that out of our budget when we get to that monthly budget. Okay. Okay. Now more pre tax deductions. Insurance. Insurance is roughly a, a it's more than this, but it's a stack. Mm-hmm. It's roughly a stack. So let's just say that's ten thousand, right? So now we're at, let's just say 20,000, right? 280, right? For the pre-tax dollars for your 401k. Another 10k, we're at 270. Well, you said it's a stack, right? How do we get 10,000? I'm just for easy math. Easy, easy math. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, not, I'm actually trying to keep track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, you good, you good, you good. Yeah, you it's 12,000. It's put like this. It's more, it's like 1,500, 2,000. Okay. Like my, my old boss, she was paying almost $900 every, every twice a month. Oh. That's six, that's it. And she, you know, yeah, yeah. So if, you, if you have kids, I mean, you, you can look at the, look at your family plan. I don't even adding people costs yeah, money like yeah. say like that and then if you want the best coverage I mean just get ready to get your pockets right exactly like. <laughs> right so now we're at uh, $270,000 okay now let's say um we have um and I put all insurance that's just medical insurance I didn't do dental vision I'm just doing overall that right right then on top of that what do we have next we have taxes okay, okay. so $270,000 right that's going to put you married. That's going to put you in the 24% tax bracket. Okay. Now, 10, 12, 22 are the first three. That's going to be roughly $170,000 that are taxed at roughly 14 to 15%. That's roughly $40,000 that's going to be gone in taxes. Okay. So 270 minus 40, that's going to be 230. Then we got essentially another 70K that are taxed at 24%. That once that 24% tax bracket, that back end is taxed at 24%, which is roughly seventy to $80,000 in this case, right? That's going to be another um, like $20,000, something like that. So 20 plus 40. 60. So we have $200,000. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> We're at $200,000. Okay. And now, uh, let me do this quick. 220 divided by 12. It's about it. 
that's wrong. It's gonna be about uh, eighteen thousand dollars. Okay. Now the real number is because it, it depends because the taxes are different per state, right? In Maryland, there's three hundred k, and you can go to smartasset.com, pull up the Maryland, uh, pull up the Maryland paycheck calculator. You're gonna be around fifteen thousand dollars a month if you make three hundred thousand dollars. Again, smartasset. Dot com pull up the Maryland paycheck calculator for those of you who think Corey just be talking trash and put in three hundred thousand dollars semi monthly and put in a thousand dollars just coming out for um you know health uh, healthcare expenses it's going to be a roughly fifteen thousand mm. dollars so seventy five hundred dollars semi monthly okay now let's run some numbers this I'm three hundred thousand dollars by the way ladies you don't get a three hundred dollars you know <laughs> I'm just showing y'all when you're talking about I want him to make this amount of money, which I'm about to get to. Jordan got a taste of it yesterday, but yeah. I'm about to, y'all about to be mad. Numbers so, is crazy. If you want this $300,000 man or person or household income, you got $15,000 a month. Let me run the averages. Average household income is 60k, mm-hmm. right? The average house they're in is roughly 240k. So that means people are getting a home that is four times their pre-tax. Mm-hmm. So if the pre-tax is $300,000. Four times that is one point two million. Now let's not say you're gonna be in a one point two million dollar house, right? Let, let me not. That that might be too much. Well, Corey, how much is the average uh, mortgage payment? It's roughly twenty five percent of the pre tax, and know what that equals out to? Six thousand dollars. So your mortgage is gonna be six thousand dollars, and you make fifteen. That's what the average is. So if we're getting two two checks of seventy five hundred. We got $1,500 left for the first check. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to keep doing the whole budget, but if we add groceries, and I'm, groceries, right? Necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. If we add your groceries in here, we add your utility bills for this $1.2 million house or the $6,000 mortgage payment. We obviously already added in your mortgage payment. We add clothes, right? Family, family of four, right? Wife, two children. What type of clothes you think your wife going to want if you made 300K, <laughs> ladies? Okay. Then on top of that, we doing insurance. It don't matter because I learned that they all own by the same people. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But you got uh, insurance, right? So you are gonna have car insurance. And what type of what type of cars y'all got? The lavish, the luxury. Right. right. What type? I mean, transportation. But you gonna have, probably gonna have a nice car, right? Yeah. You, or if you're a man, make three hundred thousand dollars. Will you drive a Honda? <laughs> the nicest one they got. Hey, look, them, look. hey, them Accords. They them Accord Tourings are forty bands. So I mean, look, it's more than some of y'all whipping these. Never mind. Use Mercedes and BMW. Use your 20k car. Anyways, with, with 20k car, or your 600 maintenance oil change. <laughs> Insanity. Anyways, so what type of car are you gonna be driving? You make 300 thousand dollars, right? Probably not a Honda or Toyota, like you should. Okay, but then you gonna have a car payment because if you got a car payment on two Mercedes, okay, then we got insurance on that, right? Then we have gas, okay. And now we're down to I said insurance, right? But you got mortgage insurance now, right? And then on top of that, let's say emergency fund already built. How about this? How much student loan debt do you need to take on to get 300K income? Are you going to aggressively, pay, are like, are you going to play with the debt? Are you going to always have the debt in this budget? Because we are, we only, we only got $8,000 left and all I did was pay the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to talk about other investments. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Remember, I got to add in that, uh, you know, that, that, that $25,000 mm-hmm. that I, so now we took, you know, another, let's say another 1500 gone. So we just took the first, I just took the first paycheck. <laughs> so now you may have $7,500 to do everything but pay for your mortgage and invest in your retirement so it's not underfunded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you make $300,000. Most of you don't make $75,000 gross a month. 
So I'm saying that to, money is not looking. It's looking real funny right now. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm saying that as I transition to get in close into what we talk was to say, what do we bring to the table? More episode nine type stuff. So as y'all can see, three hundred thousand dollars is gone. It's not as much money as you think it is. In short, how much money do you need to make? Truthfully, and unfortunately, I was upset when I found this, but the average price of the area you want to live in of a home, that's how much money you need to make pre-tax. Bruh. <laughs> Say it one more time. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> One more time. If, if you want to know how much money you should make, essentially the average home price of the area, not that you live in where you want to live, that's how much money uh, you need to make pre-tax. So if the average house price is $500,000, which where y'all want to live in Maryland, put it like this. For those who live in Anne Arundel County, y'all want to live in the suburban, not that you want to live there, right? And not that you like those houses. You know, Y'all know what I'm saying, that particular area in and of itself. Y'all want to live in Severna Park in Arnold. Right, the Chesapeake area. Them houses is five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars. For people who live in Odenton, y'all want y'all kids to go to Crofton High School that they just built. You want to live in Two Rivers, where the cheapest home is six hundred thousand. The cheapest is six hundred k. Yes, you need. That's how much money you need, by the way. If you, because when you start actually putting money into your kid, investing to your kids, and we start talking about these vacations, where it's going to be roughly, how, what type of vacation you going on? If your man make three hundred k, what type of vacation y'all going on? The nice one. A nice one. <laughs> a nice one. A nice one. Okay. So this is all to say, let's not say 300K. Ladies, here I go. This is my cancel hour. My cancel the last 10 minutes. Let's talk about. I'm still on the fact that you just told me I need to make what I'm, what I, <laughs> that I need to make the average for my, for the average home price. Well, I just, I just area, did right? it though. I, 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 <laughs> this I'm, I'm just, I'm grasping it. It's just like, I'm, Corey just told me I'm broke. Anyways, go ahead. We all, most, but again, this doesn't, again, let me say this. You do not have to make 300K. You can still retire a multimillionaire. You can still go on great vacations. But when y'all be talking about, you know, what do you bring to the table? And you put it like this, you're not, the 300K man does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to drop down to 100K and he's not going to exist either. But I'm just saying that to me, talking about looking, when I was talking about why you have to make the sacrifices, because if you had $300,000, it would still not I, enough I, money. It's not enough money. That is for those of you who are like, why did he do that? That's why I'm saying back to the sacrifices. Back when I scream at y'all for the first 13 episodes and every episode after this and this one, it's because even if you had $300,000 in gross income, if I sat down with you for free and actually stress tested your budget and talked about reverse engineering your debt, you would not have enough money. And by the way, that's if you live adjusted, you know, dollar dollar ratio. I'm talking about cost of living. If you're talking about, I'm not, this is not, $300,000 is not it for Maryland. That's about, like I said, about halfway. You good if you where you live where Jordan's at. But you, like I say, down where I'm at, Odenton, Anne County, Howard County, PG, over, you need half a million. They give me shit all the time. I basically live in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying to, because the pricing is so different. That's what I'm saying. The price is so different. But yeah, so let me transition to, well, what if I just want 100K black man, Corey? Well, let's do the oh, numbers. Oh, y'all gonna love this. Let's do the numbers real quick, and then see. I just say that three hundred k. Look at my setups, right? But now I'm about to knock. I'm about to take a third of this income, <laughs> and y'all still about to be like, "What?" Okay, ladies, there are four million black people in America. Okay, half of them are men, so that's twenty million. Okay, I should be right, right there, right? Okay, ten <laughs> percent of men make a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so ten percent of twenty million is two million. So there are 2 million black men who make $100,000 in the United States. Wait, how many of them are married, Corey? Half of them are married, roughly. Okay. So that means there are 1 million. These are three parameters, four technically. Black, male, single, 100K. There's 1 million men. If we evenly distribute them into every state in the United States, you know how many men there are? 
20,000. 1 million divided by 50 is 20. I know. I, I didn't even know it was 20,000. I had to keep doing it. It's 20, 50 times 20,000 times 10 is 200,000 times 5 is a million. I said, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's if it was evenly distributed. Okay, so that's not okay. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I pulled the stats. <laughs> I'm up. looking. Yeah. I'm looking at it. It's not. So, yeah. So now that's just black ladies. That's black male, single, and six figures evenly distributed. You're looking for twenty thousand men. Twenty thousand. If it was evenly distributed, that's why I always say. That's why one of our questions are: What's the income you got to make to be not considered a broke dude? To stop asking for six figures. It's not. It's not there. Then I'm gonna put the fifth one on. Shout out to everybody under six feet. Ladies, if you want a man who is black, male, single, makes six figures and is six feet, 15% of men in the United States are six feet plus. So 15% of $20,000 is three, excuse $20,000. 15% of $20,000 is $3,000. 15% of $20,000 is 3000 So if you want black, male, single, six figures, six feet, evenly distributed in all 50 states, that's 3,000 men. Three, three thousand. How many went to college with three thousand black men that were six feet? How many went to college with three thousand black men? <laughs> <laughs> right. So that that, and it's it's okay if they don't make six figures. Again, you can still have the multi million dollars, but y'all want that lifestyle? No, 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 no. And y'all be talking about well, I make. I've heard black women say this. I make more money, you know, than my grandmother. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Do you know how much money a stay at home mom makes? That's you know, if a stay at home mom, if she had a salary in our current society. Jordan, what is it? You want me to tell them? Yeah. The actual answer? Yeah, yeah. 180 k $180,000. That's what a stay-at-home mom is equated to in our current society. Most of you women do not make 180 k So that's essentially what your grand... So when you disrespect your grandmother saying, oh, I'm doing better. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. I know y'all don't make 180 I know that for a fact. Not, not gross, not net, not Maggie, not yeah. from The Simpsons, not nothing. Okay? So don't... So, Again, y'all, it's not as much money as you think it is. And what y'all are doing, you're electing to neglect to invest. So what's going to happen is when you hit retirement age, y'all going to have your retirement underfunded. And you can't use that lifestyle on those Instagram posts and them likes <laughs> to buy stuff. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'm almost not going to say an update. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, we get as long as half then, right? I don't know. We'll rush it again. Yeah, but we're almost done. This is the last one. All right. So. That would be 20,000. Now, what I'm going to do real quick is actually give you some better numbers. The most black people are in Texas, 3.5 million. Okay, so that'd be roughly 1.7 million men there. I'm going to say seven minutes. Seven minutes? Okay, bet. Okay, okay it's roughly uh, um, 1.7 million black men there. So essentially, the most, the state with the most amount of black people is Texas, and the six figures black male single, that's 85,000 men. Okay, and then if you add six feet of that, it's roughly 20,000 ish. So best case scenario, you're looking for 85,000 men and the ratio is 10 to one, right? Because it's 20 million black women, right? And half of them are married, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's 10 million and you just divide that in all the states, right? 200,000 women. So it's 200,000, 20,000. That's 10 to one ratio. So y'all be looking at these six figure men and be trying to tell them what to do. It's nine other women that they just have off of the simple ratio. Now, again, this is 40 million total black people. They're all not, you know, eighteen to sixty-five year your range. So it's actually it's less than that. It's less than that. There are, there are children in this number, right? There are people you don't want. So if you start saying he has to be have no kids, right? If you start saying he has to have a sexual prowess, right? You're talking about he be Simone. He has to, you know, he can't have a nine to five. She reneged on that because she sounded dumb. Right? Y'all sounded dumb to me. Welcome to the section, right? But if he has to have a particular career, if he has to, this I don't even. I hope no one's ever said this out loud. 
I don't care if he makes more money than me. He can't have less degrees than I do. What? <laughs> I hope no one's ever said that, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Right? I got a PhD. No, 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 no. So that's why y'all need to be clear on what you want and then realizing the percentage of men that actually exist in this pool. And when you're coming to them, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. It's because it's not it's not that many of them, and most of them know this. Because that's how you get that's how they got there. They not they not dumb. You right. know, no dumb people make six figures. Okay, so again, you, they don't have to make six figures. But if you want seventy five k, that's fifteen percent. Not ten percent is six figures. Seventy five k is fifteen percent. So pretty much, if you shooting anything over forty thousand dollars, you just asking for too much. <laughs> Even in Maryland, because Maryland, the average person male makes less than fifty k, and we had the highest median. <laughs> I'm sorry, but then just to top all that off, when you after you add all that in, you got to make sure they they what what they what Corey they they want you right? Oh yeah, then the man got to want you. Oh yeah, yeah, I said it yesterday. Yeah, after yeah, you can have all these you know prerequisites for a man, your checklist, and if he meets those, you would not be settling for that man. But then does that man want you? <laughs> Look, <laughs> y'all act like a unicorn don't know they a unicorn. Good yeah. luck trying to get a unicorn trying to choose you. Look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no more homo relationships. Like I said, we we're not running on time, we're running on space, which I got can't, can't afford now because I'm almost done. Okay, yes, and I know some men are trash, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but when you find the man that you want, if I brought all the men that you would not be settling for to you, would how many of those men would want you? And if you talk about your income, then you you get x off quick. Okay. Let me do, I'm on the closer seat. I'm done quick. Yeah, boom. Okay. I'm just going to read this. Okay. Okay. All right. Closer. Cause I'm almost done. The main way to leave generational wealth, pay for a home, life insurance, DCA, dollar cost averaging, those three things you should be doing at least, at least worst case scenario, millions of dollars right there. Okay. Don't argue with me about term life or his whole life. Don't argue me about real estate and home equity and HELOCs and all this type of crap. Pay off the home, outright ownership, no lien, life insurance. Okay. Dollar cost averaging, invest in the same amount of money every month, certain percentage, at least 10%. Okay, I'm going to try to talk fast, but I'm going to talk fast because we almost done in the storage space was not looking good. Okay, you can use the option to get into real estate and use HELOCs, etc. But again, like I said, outright ownership, no lien. If you die, you still have a lien on the property. Your estate slash your children have to manage that. I thought you wanted to leave it to them. Okay, now they have to figure this out. Okay, then on top of that, y'all be talking about this outright ownership, 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 and be quick to tell people to give the ownership right back to the bank. You own your house outright. You're black. Then you take out a HELOC to get another real estate property. That loan came from where? A white bank. Stop talking about these black banks. Y'all don't bank at black banks. Black people do not have enough resources to support our society as a whole. So stop acting like you be using black people's stuff because we, we don't got enough stuff to do anyways. Mm -hmm. Okay? Most of these black businesses are not black businesses. They are white-owned businesses. All the debt they have is to white people. And the liens are to them. So it's a white business. That's why... When y'all go and destroy these properties, y'all just give the, the properties right back. That's a black business that you destroy during these riots and stuff. They, the property just go back to the white man because that's who actually owns it. So stop saying that people need to get outright ownership, but then take out a loan, right? Leverage, right? Use collateral property that they own outright and they get that debt from a, a white bank. That that don't make no sense to me. Okay. Right. And then um, let me see. Okay. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Doing your research. Right. Y'all do a lot of research on our ancestors when they were slaves, but y'all missed the entire point that the goal is to be the master slash landlord. You want to be in that position. You don't want to be the slave or tenant. OK, that's what the story actually tells. OK, don't be the people that get mistreated. Stop trading your power, your ownership. OK, do everything you can to get it. And once you get it, do everything you can to keep it mm -hmm. and then do everything you can to make sure your children and generations after you don't lose it and are able to build upon it and grow it. Boom. Closer. Think Let's peace. Go. Think peace. I'm not saying this is the only route to success and wealth, 
But what I am saying is most people are not willing to put in the work to build an estate that is over $10 million in their lifetime, which is okay. Take the lazy route to your one or $2 million in retirement. That's fine. And that's what's best for most people, 90, 95% of people. But instead, people out here trying to build massive amounts of wealth when that's not their role. Again, sideline Corey, play your role, play your role, okay? Mm. Nor do they have the team or mental makeup to get there, okay? Everyone can get the $1 million in their retirement account. Everyone can pay off all their debt, build an emergency fund, pay off their house and dollar cost average in their retirement. Everyone can or isn't willing to put in the work to get past that point, which is fine. First generation, just build the foundation. It's okay if your children and your grandchildren have more money than you, you selfish bastards. Y'all sound so dumb. (laughs) Y'all sound so dumb, okay? Success is subjective, but a lot of you are making decisions decisions that subject you to failure it don't make no sense it's okay you're supposed to set the people up after you better than you legacy your family name your last name is covington we got money over here sorry no other option right your kids don't get to be what they want to be because you don't get to be broke hey (laughs) okay be willing to make the sacrifices that are necessary to bring the change that you want to see stop with the excuses okay legacy again i just said apologies to the future generation Right. But due to your last name, insert your last name here, being you being, you know, a Stallings, a Covenant, we have a we have a certain legacy. And this yeah. is a me and Jordan are doing all this stuff. Grandkids, don't I'm not playing we're not playing with y'all. Okay. We 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 could be doing other stuff right now. The standard is excellence. Okay? Excellence, yeah. Okay. The greatness is expected. It's the floor, not the not even the average, it's the floor. Greatness is the floor. Okay, again, floor, basement, foundation. The foundation is greatness. Okay. You're only as strong as your foundation, and greatness is the expected foundation. Again, legacy, last name. Greatness is what we do. Celebrate, but always celebrate like you've been there before and never celebrate like you didn't expect the success and greatness to happen. Let's go. Shout out to my man Sideline Corey for putting us through. Bars on deck. See, I caught down a TDL. Okay, I'm getting nervous though. Good. All right, that's it, y'all. Generational wealth. Okay, I'm about to wrap it up real quick. You got something to say? I was gonna say, where can the people find you at? Yeah, sideline underscore Corey. Okay. They okay, can... Jordan. Yep. Yeah, you can find me at Stop Stalling J S T O P S T A L I N G J A Y. Hey, we're not. Hey, y'all, we're not trying to have this. We want to make sure this joint saves. Corden, Corden, in full effect. YouTube, all everything will be in the show notes. Okay, appreciate y'all for this generational wealth. Again, next week we'll be recording two episodes in one day. There'll be an hour each 25 minutes of fitness 25 minutes of finance we'll be answering your questions we're going to try to keep it to an hour like y'all asked yes i put in that work for that investments that generational wealth don't play with me don't play with me don't play with me i said everything now when i do tangents and stuff i'm gonna keep punching y'all in the face counter punches make sacrifices i just went crazy on that closer and think piece i told y'all my pen game is crazy scroll back the bars on deck he snapped in seven minutes or less i snapped in seven minutes or less the lies when y'all be talking about I don't know what I be talking about come see me in person one day we're gonna have enough subscribers so I can do this stuff live and I'm telling you it's gonna be crazy alright trash talk All you right. good I'm good alright let's so do it <laughs> this was this yeah. one was fun that was fun alright y'all so remember to save more and say less and keep making better your best and we will catch y'all in the next one let's go god damn it <laughs>